Rolling. We're rolling. All right, artists we know, this is Aiden. This is Kyle. Today, we're here with... Nicholas Perry. Nicholas Perry. Yeah, thanks Powerful. for having us yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'm happy to have you guys <laughs> by. It's good to be here. As I was saying, there couldn't be more of a better duo <laughs> for <the> Milwaukee's... <laughs> Podcast. Oh, we do our best. Awesome. I we appreciate you saying yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we're trying. Um, yeah, I felt like there's a lot of momentum before everything happened, but now it's like, you know, we just kind of have to work with the cards that we've yeah, dealt. Totally. You know, um, but I'm st- I'm still happy with yeah. the way everything's going. Oh yeah. You know, met a lot of cool people, and we're still able to do the show. We've uh, we had one person send us their uh, little Spotify thing. I don't know if I was supposed to yeah, talk about that. Yeah, we were in somebody's top played of the 2020. That was for me. Spotify. <laughs> it was for real. <laughs> yeah, I have the, I have the screenshot. I could pull up the screenshot really? of my Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's uh, yeah. Send me that. Send me yeah, that. I will. That, I, that's that a big deal. Though, us, is, yeah, rock and roll. Amazing. That's because uh, when. We were first talking about this. I watched every single one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took me three days. Just <laughs> binge all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a fact. I mean, I'm, I just shouldn't go on my phone. But, yeah, I got, like, oh, uh, your first podcast one. First one, you know, Katie was a great guest. Yeah. But I didn't know a damn thing about how to do anything like this. And I probably don't won't ever go back and listen to that oh yeah because yeah. i'll just cringe yeah. to death it's a learning experience uh, <laughs> we've gotten better yeah, yeah. i mean that, i feel like that's i mean it's like making paintings or making anything exactly you know it's like Practice. the first couple ones i have it rolling in the background and i'll pull it up <laughs> when it happens. but um um yeah i feel like i mean that's just general like making right i mean you work out the yeah. kinks yeah just work yeah. out the kinks i mean For nothing's sure. gonna be perfect the first time nah. my top song of the year was waiting around to die is that <laughs> by, by megan the stallion no it's by uh towns van zang okay I who's that oh uh, it's like a uh, kind of country oh, artist from like the 60s 70s okay Damn. i feel like i've heard the name you know what old country right here i dig <laughs> old country oh hold on oh. <laughs> let me get a picture this is iconic says biggest binge marathon i don't know if that means that Amazing. that was me the one that brought it to the top or i was the top one you might have been the one yeah you might have i been listened the one. to four episodes in one day and then other days were more because i was like i gotta see how this is done <laughs> you know i was so excited yeah you both have such perfect podcast voices <laughs> oh, by the geez. way i don't know if you guys have ever noticed that i'm honored when i was in high school my math teacher used to always tell me that I had I had to do radio awesome. after I graduated. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, Mr. Uh, <coughs> Mr. Cumlin, shout out to him. Yeah, shout doing out. you, uh, you know, what you said. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was good. I sadly uh, I prepped to go make a big meal for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually go to my aunt's house. We do like a big, uh, large gathering there. Not of like atypical Thanksgiving mm-hmm. food, you know, but it's pretty. I come from a family of generally of cooks and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a pretty big deal, you know, and mm-hmm. like everyone can make something. And I was supposed to go and make food for my mom's. Uh, I haven't seen her since I was taking care of her. Um, 
but so I, I came here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I went. I went to uh, no days off. I yeah. dig it. No days off. I mean, uh, for the most part, some days I'll wake up and be like, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What I mean, I'm hey, saying? thanks for being here. Thanksgiving's a grind. Yeah, regardless of the it was situation. cool. It, exactly, and I painted like the bell and the hat on Thanksgiving Day. So oh, the hat was just done on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, oh, wow. yeah. So I was, um, but yeah. So I just came here felt bad because my mom was gonna i was like getting so ready to make some pretty awesome food for yeah. her in her tiny little kitchen <laughs> you know but um so it was tough and we'll see what happens at christmas hopefully i can go see her what did you end up eating on thanksgiving um i uh <laughs> lunchable no i wish actually <laughs> yeah. i was i saw a lunchable someone buying one at a pick and save the other day and i was like i haven't had one of those did you forever. see what, what flavor no. what kind what flavor? It was probably just like, even like it was flavor. Probably, probably like a ham and cheese. Like on the what was your go-to? Probably that one. Yeah. I don't remember. The cracker stackers. Cracker stacker. Yeah. I'd always split it with a friend in middle school. I would never split. My <laughs> <laughs> um, the the ham cracker stacker and the uh, pepperoni pizza. Oh yeah, yeah the but pizza that's, ones. Were but always. I never heated it up. I no, you, you yeah. got to eat it cold. You have to. Right. Eat it you got to yeah, eat, eat it cold. You got to eat it cold. You got to eat it cold. But I went to. Um, went to river west pizza they were doing that thanksgiving they were doing that thanksgiving meal thing i thought that was cool did they have a thanksgiving pizza no <laughs> it was it just w- like giving out like yeah ham. just yeah turkey <laughs> i wish i wish they handed me like a big giant ham juicy <laughs> like dripping <laughs> no they they made like a nice um i thought it was cool it was around the neighborhood is for anybody mm-hmm. you know i think uh thanksgiving's pretty important <clears throat> to me like food wise you know so, so totally. i had to have i had to have something but then uh, I went home, reheated. It was like mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. turkey, uh, collard greens, and um, mac and cheese. That's and a whole spread. Yeah, God dude, damn. it was serious, yeah. man. Like, and, and like the um, the cornbread was good. Really, it was good. Big huh. shout out to River West yeah, Pizza because this is a crazy year, and I know a lot of people probably are hurting, and that was a cool thing they did. They yeah. did, and um, it was cool. I rolled right up, and yeah. some guy was like. Come on, <laughs> come get a plate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna play, and then I went home, reheated it, and then reheated Ew. a lean cuisine. What kind? And, uh, it was like a ragatoni or something, <laughs> and I plopped that right in the middle of all the food. Drank some wine. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> that sounds like a. I would have no complaints. <laughs> yeah, I did not actually. You know, it's always good to see people, but at least you ate. ate mm, good. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever tried magic spoon? Have either of you ever tried magic spoon cereal? No, what's that? No, it's like that, like healthy junk food cereal. Oh, we talked about this. Did it's we? Like protein? Yeah, cereal? it's like oh protein God. cereal. But it tastes like there's one that tastes like Fruit Loops. Hmm. Did you try it? Yeah. Was it good? Amazing. It really? really good. We're not sponsored by Magic Spoon, but if Magic Spoon wants to sponsor <laughs> yeah. us, I'll shout them out every episode. Uh, the Fruit Loops one was really good. The cocoa one tasted like. Uh, chocolate from an advent calendar <laughs> what it was like, it was like oh if you God. if you bust open every day in an advent calendar and dump it in a bowl and pour milk <laughs> oh my god it was it was bad that's a, it was bad such a specific chocolate flavor but but do you know what i'm talking about though have you had when's the last time you had advent calendar chocolate i have no idea probably since now my grandma's house when you find in like the basement yeah you know it's like july yeah and you're like a little kid you're like oh i can have some chocolate and, yeah. you, and it's like chalk yeah it's like chocolate chalk. yeah <laughs> really bad Very gritty. really bad mm-hmm. um anyway yeah i <clears throat> i always hear about it, but i 
Don't know anybody else who tried it. Uh, Morgan and I ate it. it I've seen it uh, advertised, but it, I've never, I've never tried it. It's kind of expensive. Isn't I it? think it is. Yeah, I a lot like of podcasts. I feel like a lot of those like protein forward. Like infused, like foods. keto, paleo, yeah. approved. Yeah. That's big now. Anything is. keto is like hot. You know, everyone wants it. Yeah. Everybody's doing keto. What's with that? Why is everybody? <laughs> why is everybody doing keto? It's a trend. No, but I. I mean, it, it's it's trendy. But I think there are. I've done it. I did it for like eight months. Not that I needed to, but I just wanted to see what would happen. I've tried a lot of different. How, yeah, what happened? How did it feel? Uh, I got lean. Got lean. And I had energy, but energy. I, I, I just ate a lot of pepperoni <laughs> and like bacon. There were times at work when I would just eat a whole. Erica, if you're listening, I'm sure you remember this. There were times at work when I would just eat a whole bag of pepperoni for lunch. Oh wow! Felt horrible, but I was looking yeah. lean. <laughs> I've, what I've what I've heard is you feel great for the first like two weeks when you do it. Mm. I mean, I've I've heard like your bowels get kind of weird. I, <laughs> Did yeah. that happen to yeah. you? Yeah, I heard yeah. it's like when you go on like a juice detox and you just have like instant diarrhea. Yeah. Well, but if you're just eating <laughs> yeah. meat all the time, it's like a lot of meat, cheese, eggs, broccoli. Yeah, you know. That's a heavy. That's a heavy. Yeah, it was but either it, cloggy or make it run. You know. Who's yeah. the Who's the dude from? He wasn't in Grateful Dead, but he hooked him up with some stuff. Osley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Osley? He, he, for the last, like, 30 years of his life, he only ate meat, cheese, <laughs> butter, and milk. That's it. Did he get gout? No, but then he died in a car accident when he was, like, oh, 70. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you could probably get into everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicholas Perry. You call me Nick. Nick. Uh, Either Nick. way, it's easy. So casual. Uh, <laughs> painter. Yes. Draw. Mm. Um, you got your BFA in painting and drawing at UWM in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, what's your earliest art memory? Well, my um, on my mom's side, my uncle was a painter. Mm -hmm. So through high school and into his early 20s, um, I never really made art too much growing up. Um, but he, not when I was growing up but in his past. I, so when I go to my grandma's house on the holidays, there was this one painting, uh, as you walked up the stairwell of his. And, uh, I probably, that was probably the first work of art that I ever saw ever since I was little. It's cool as now I have it in my room actually. Oh, so I get awesome. to look at every yeah. single day. Yeah. And it's like, um, this bizarre kind of uh Cezannean but Picasso like cubistic apples on a table mm -hmm. it's like really straightforward lines and it's like red and then there's like a window in the back and the window is like a cross mm -hmm. so it's like weird religious oh, uh, wow. kind of uh iconography or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. but uh kind of that symbolism so that was probably the first experience okay for me at least he used oil yeah okay Cool. Wow. So that was the first one. It's in uh, like an old. I'll send you a pic. I'll yeah, take yeah, a picture please. of it. Um, it's like an old wooden frame. So okay. I probably saw that every year since I was like two. And that was just kind of like burned in your mind. Burned in the back yeah. of my brain. There's I mean, always like a inkling of like maybe that's something I would yeah, be interested in. Yeah, and it just like it looked like it was kind of in like a darkened area of mm -hmm. like uh, the stairwell too. Mm -hmm. So. It, not only did it have like a religious effect to yeah. it and also a relationship to modern art, but it also had like a 
you know, it was kind of like an emblem. And he had a couple other ones. He like made paintings of like pirates and like, really? yeah, like, <laughs> like landscapes. Yeah. Uh, I had one of his landscapes in my room actually too. Um, They're like totally abstract. Was he uh, like a career painter? No. Okay. No. Just like on the side? Just on the side, okay. like in high school was really good. Um, mm -hmm. He kind of had a running out like with mental health, mm -hmm. you know, so he kind of um, never fully saw it through. Sometimes I wonder how it would have been if he grew up like in our age with like the internet, you know, because yeah. he was probably painting in like 1961, you know, oh, wow. so okay. in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So many people were doing that. Exactly. Probably not that many, yeah. You know, and I mean, he was into it. He had a lot of interests. I mean, like a lot of my family is like carpentry and mm -hmm. stuff like that, like woodworking, cooking. Wow. And my other uncle was um, into theater. Okay, cool. So really building. artistic. Fairly, yeah. yeah. Wow, For okay. the most part, but like in a, you know, no one really talk, talked about it. Like I yeah. found all this stuff out like later, really? uh, which yeah. is really weird, you know. But it's like <coughs> still in you. Exactly. Somehow, totally. Know? And like everyone's like, Everyone on my mom's side, at least, it's weird. Like um, when we sleep, we sleep like protecting our hands mm -hmm. underneath our chin. Okay. Like everyone in the whole family. Really? Does that. Yeah. Precious. It's we yeah, wow. like money <laughs> money makers, baby. <laughs> you wow. know. But wow. yeah, so that's kind of like a uh, general lineage. But yeah. that was probably my first. That was kind of a runoff. But okay. That was my general beginning. Was probably seeing his work. Okay. Yeah. And wow. also in fourth grade, I was in. Art scholastics. Really? Oh, nice. I, I, I drew a really good blue jay. <laughs> Why a blue jay? I love blue jays. Really? Love birds, yeah. Yeah. Do you still have your blue jay? I lost it, threw it out. Oh, no. We had to dump a lot of stuff Almost out. Silence. Yeah. When I, when I moved out of Illinois. Um, well, speaking of Illinois, uh, you grew up there, right? For the most part, yeah. yeah. And then you went to school. You went to a, a regular high school and you kind of switched into like a specialty, mm -hmm. right? What was that like? Yeah, so I was originally born in Detroit, Michigan. And oh. then when I was five, I went and moved to Bolingbrook, Illinois. Um, so I went through like general education for the most part through there. Um, I was lucky enough to go to, it was a really nice high school that I went to. And I was lucky enough to have that um, moment. Mm -hmm. um, how I kind of came to Appleton was a little bit more of a, random Appleton, Wisconsin's where I went to the art charter school that I attended. Oh, okay, okay. And um, it was called Renaissance School for the Arts. Um, and, uh, but my living situation in Illinois is pretty precarious, mm -hmm. you know? I've I heard. I, I could get into it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, it's up to you. Yeah, I was living in like a foreclosed home yeah. for like multiple years. Yeah. Like living basically illegally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so one day I, uh, Ironically, uh, a month before I clarified I was going to go to school, I went. I took one drawing class, mm -hmm. in um, uh, with Mr. Jones. I don't think shout he out Mr. Jones. Yeah, I don't think out. he teaches there anymore. Really? Yeah, he's kind of a weird dude. Oh, I, like, I rescinded didn't do the shout out. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I think okay, he just cool. did a lot of like drugs, oh. man. Like he was doing like research chemicals and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That'll do it. That'll I'm do pretty it. sure. Not a good look. He was just kind of a weird dude, but he was really supportive. Shout out those still okay. to Yeah, right. shout out to I, him. I, I re yeah, because state the shout out. Because he was chill. <laughs> like, he was, uh, I, yeah. And supportive teachers are always helpful. Really supportive. Totally, I think he was yeah. shocked, too, because I took drawing one with him. And we, within the third project, at the end of the day, I went up to him and I was like, I'm going to school for this. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just clicked with my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, this is like, I'm just a visual learner and like, uh, I'm really hands on. And I was like, this works. Mm -hmm. 
Like it, and I wasn't naturally gifted or anything. I just was like, you know, this is important. You know, I just felt like it was important. I was making like yeah. such weird stuff. Yeah. But um, I think you just kind of know too. It's like, and also not school's not a one size fits all either. You know, like everyone, exactly. Um, so for you to be able to recognize that. Exactly. You know, that awesome. And I was like, all right, let's do this. I was all hyped. And he was like, all right, this is how the program works. And then like within a month, my mom's like, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> we got to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I mean, like it was like at a certain point when you're living like that, yeah. I mean, like to get like not too it's like day to day, though. Right? It's like, day to yeah, day. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, you don't know. You, you don't know if you're going to like if you're going to get kicked out, yeah. you know, you don't know if like the cops going to come. Yeah. You don't know, uh, like you'd shower at the YMCA, you shower yeah. at the high school. It's a high stress situation. I'm it sure. is. Yeah. yeah. And like, he'd get knocked down in the winter, you know? Yeah. And like, finally it was like that fine, you know, you like, we weren't like squatting. Yeah. Cause like, it was like technically our house, but yeah. it like definitely wasn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, like stuff's going to get seized. So yeah. like my, like, we had time, my aunt and my uncle came down and mm-hmm. packed it up the u-haul and i'm not from wisconsin my whole family is so my whole family is from manitowoc stevens point milwaukee Mm -hmm. and um i remember being in that u-haul and like i packed up um like all my my sad little drawings that i made and i I remember thinking though in my head i was like game on you know like i don't know where i'm going (laughs) i still hate moving to this day i think probably because of that situation yeah but um i remember game on and um uh we my aunt thankfully i love her to death shout out aunt kathy big shout out yeah big shout out to all the aunts hell yeah dude (laughs) and shout out to my mom because the day i came home from mr jones's class and said that i was gonna do art with my life Mm. she could have like screamed and shouted and lost it because she probably looked around the house and she's like are you kidding me yeah it's not practical and definitely where we're at she was like are you you really think you want to do this like look at where we're at (laughs) you know but she took me right to hobby lobby bought me materials on like the last of her big shout out to mom yeah on the last on the last of her unemployment yeah damn and i think too like when you're in a situation like that it almost sparks a kind of hunger that Mm -hmm. you can't really get anywhere else Mm -hmm. i feel like you know absolutely wow and then i went to my aunt's house and uh, my mom found three different apartments sorry if this is long winded. no no no. is that totally cool yeah all right excellent um but yeah so i was at my aunt's house and uh my mom found three different apartments and three different high schools. And I was so fed up at this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be totally, totally honest. I was like, I don't even, I was like, just let's find a high school. Let's do the thing. Like, God, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am so tired. Like, Aunt Kathy and Uncle Dave do the same thing every day. Like, mm-hmm. get me out of here. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no skate park. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. I've gone for five walks today. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like I just I'm not a person that sits still, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, and, and she, I was, she, there was Appleton. There's Appleton North, Appleton East and uh, Appleton West. Mm-hmm. I was like, Appleton West. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. Like 827 and a half West Packard Street. Let's go. Was it was it like uh, you just like close your eyes to pick one? Or Literally. Like you knew that. Okay. I didn't know at first. And my mom, I don't know if she knew, yeah. you know, and she's like, well, there's an art charter school there. Yeah you should apply. And I was like, my head was like, bing. Yeah. I was like, perfect. Yeah. I was like, let's, let's do it. And so I applied and I met with Mr. Prokarski, who actually knew my uncle back in the day. The, the painter uncle. My painter uncle, yeah. yeah. Uh, they both went to high school together, apparently, okay. way oh, back cool. in the day. I don't think they were both affiliated in the arts. Yeah. Um, but I met with the headmaster, 
sounds so fancy, but it's not. Trust me, I'll get into why it's not. Um, but I met with Mr. Picard, he was cool, and literally, I like amped myself up so much. Like, I wrote that you have to write this big thing, send mm-hmm. images, and took pictures on like a like this horrible like digital camera. Mm-hmm. It was probably like blurry and shaky because I was so nervous. This was probably what like 2010 oh, or God. 11. I don't. I can't remember. Okay. I was. Um. I know for. I'm 25 now, mm-hmm. so I moved out of illinois when i was 16. okay so i don't know what that would be so i'm really bad with that probably like 2011. 2011. yeah yeah okay i think so yeah. yeah but um and then i remember i my mom took me and i toured the school because i toured a bunch of high schools mm-hmm. Alpton north felt too much like my old high school mm-hmm. and i was like just not into it it like gave me like trembles you yeah, know i was yeah. like i don't want to be around these people again <laughs> yeah, is it kind of ritzy at appleton north or something? a little bit yeah. so it's like a mix but it's more so it's more so outside of appleton a little bit so okay. it's kind of like spread open field. it's like appleton east appleton east mainly gets a lot of like more of a mixture appleton north okay. is the stereotypical more wealthy appleton okay. west is like the middle working class okay uh, okay and, and i remember when i went in and, and well f- i'll get into that but um <laughs> i um but yeah, and I went and met with Mr. Bukarski, and he was like, you're in. Just like that. <laughs> Just like, boom. Wow. And then he looked at my drawings, you know, yeah. and he was like, yeah, it looks like what they're making. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that was easy. Like, mm. you know, and I, I wasn't supposed to be in the first painting class, but I told him I was painting all summer. Yeah. In reality, I made like one tiny pine tree on a piece of paper. That was the first painting I ever made. Really? And he was like, oh, we'll put you in painting too with all the juniors and seniors. <laughs> I bet, do you think getting thrown, well, you were a sophomore? I was a junior. Junior, but you didn't have the experience that they did. Do you think that getting thrown into that almost, like, made you, almost, like, like expedited your, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right, right. I remember I had that painting two class with Mrs. Westby, Mm -hmm. and I walked in, and now, mind you, most people in the charter school was very small. The high school was small. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went from a high school of 4,000 plus people Mm -hmm. to a high school of, like, 550 really yeah oh wow or like seven eight or something still though i mean you when i was walking through those hallways you know as a new person like it's like a deal right and um we're at my school you could just like coast all day long no one Mm -hmm. care about you and it's good and bad obviously yeah but and the charter school is even smaller so it was like 170 to 100 Jeez. Did you know everyone? No. No. No well, one talked to eventually me. Eventually, did you or kind kind of sort of like yeah. in, as it went like it was weird like and good. I think I wasn't really used to Wisconsin manners. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up northern <laughs> Illinois, things are a little different. You know. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and like people are a little bit meaner. Yeah. In <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Well, you have to be. I you have like. to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a different. It's just different, right? Yeah. And a lot of the people in the charter school have been there since they were you know freshmen right they're like into it then into it and like i entered in like peak level like kids are good yeah in my mind at the time right what i thought was good in quotes and um i remember i walked in that painting two class with mrs westby and i went up to her and i was like i can't (laughs) (laughs) i was like i just saw what they were doing and i had no knowledge right i was just i didn't know what was good yeah i mean i just made like four drawings Mm -hmm before this and then like she's like well you know see how it goes and as you said it's true it is sink or swim i mean like you if i mean i'm a very competitive person and for me it kind of worked in the in the event that it made me 
find ways to get better mm-hmm. uh, than I thought they uh, not like I was like, oh, you're not good at this mm-hmm. and I'm going to be good at this. It was more so like, OK, how can I start my own foundation? Right. right. And crunch time this in two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because then I got to go to college, right. you know, and um, the first painting I did was like this. It was so I wish I still had it just to like haunt me on the, <laughs> on a wall. Be like, this is where you start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was sink or swim. And it did make me. Um, work super hard Mm -hmm. i mean i set up a whole studio in my apartment in my apartment that i had with my mom Mm -hmm. and uh was painting at school and at um my house Mm -hmm. so i was making work in school and at my house and still trying to survive at the same time because it felt like the problems in illinois still haunted us well into the well into the situation you know so at that school (laughs) though was everyone just like painting and drawing or were there like other arts that people could do like theater music dance things like yeah that. so I, I should probably break down what it really was is um so basically f- for the first half of your day you have regular school right so like really just math or english um and then at the charter school you could break it down to dance film uh like song i don't know <laughs> like singing and yeah. stuff and um painting drawing um like huge theater presence, especially from Apto North. That's where a lot of those uh, kids came from to go there for theater. Um, you could, I mean, I took like gym through there. So I did like yoga and like un- unarmed stage combat, like oh, learned how nice. to like fake fight. Oh, that's wow. cool. And stuff. That's so yeah. cool. So it was kind of like that. So, and then, so it was basically like college, right? So it was every class was an hour and a half. It was blocks. Mm-hmm. And every year, um, there was like staples, right? Painting one, drawing two, uh, performance one, performance two. Mm-hmm. But then there was like specialty classes. Um, and I, I sp- my, obviously my main was painting, but I also did a lot of advanced creative writing and, po- and poetry, advanced poetry. Mm-hmm. And um, they wanted me to join the theater department actually originally mm-hmm. when I went there. Um, but I was like, nah, nah. How come? I don't know. Like, I don't know if it like freaked me out or yeah. not. Like, cause I remember I was sitting in like connections or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. It was like before you start, it's like a study hall. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was like sitting there, like staring at me from across the room. And I'm just like, I used to be more aggressive, yeah, you know, yeah. back in, yeah. back then. So it was like remnants from Illinois. And I looked at him, I was like, why are you looking at me? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> and he was like, I think you would be good for the, you know, and this is before people, f- Re- noticed I spoke English. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that story. Wait, 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 wait. wait no one, t- no one talked to me for the first, uh, about first month. Yeah. Because I was more quiet. Yeah. Generally. What do they think you spoke? Like Dutch? I don't. Like, yeah. They, German. They, 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 they thought I was like Norwegian yeah. or like okay. something. Because yeah. I only said yes, no, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> nodded my head. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I could see it though. If I didn't know you and you didn't speak a lot, I could see it. And I remember the first time I said something, I think it was this girl, I won't say her name because whatever, <laughs> you know, but like she was behind me and like she tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, hey. And then my other friends, Brad and Eddie, that I met down the line told me this too. They they all thought I was like Norwegian or something, yeah. like Swedish, because I only said yes, no. And like I kind of my face, I mean, as you can probably tell now, my face gets kind of red. And so like... um they all just thought I was like a nervous European, <laughs> <laughs> like, and like I, um, like I would wear like dress shirts, you know, yeah. and dress shoes, like, you know, I would get yeah. all dolled up and shit. And like, so they, and like, they're, you know, 
Wisconsin <laughs> shit, you know, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. I love Wisconsin for sure. Oh, we all know what you mean. But um, it was like, it was just, you know, it yeah. was like, and then finally when Maggie and Brad or Eddie tapped me on the shoulder and they were like, hey, and I was like, what's up? They like looked at me all wide eyed. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And they're like, dude, everyone in this entire school like thought you were. And I was like, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. How long did that go on for? Like two weeks, a month okay, or something. Okay. I just didn't say and anything. Still, I was freaked out, dude. Yeah. I would walk down the hallway and like, I hope I'm not like too all over the place right no. now. No, I'm no, cool. you're good. Um, I would walk down the hall and every, dude, it was like psychedelic for mm-hmm. me. Like I'd get into the school and then I walked down the hallway and everyone would turn on their lockers and look at me. I'm like, what? That's gotta be a weird yeah. experience. Especially when I'm used to high flow, like yeah. high speed and everyone's yeah. just kind of lollygagging in the hallways. Like, and it'd be one thing too, I think if you had a totally, uh, normal and average upbringing and then went to like a new school and that happened, but like, it sounds like things were tumultuous oh yeah and then to go into that yeah probably just it was it was definitely as you said i mean it was like straight up like sink or swim and things like kind of still got pretty bad Mm -hmm. as time went on Mm -hmm. you know so i kind of still had to but i remember thinking in my head though like once i still really started trucking Mm -hmm. like when i was like you know let's fucking do this yeah go you time. know yeah. i was like go time yeah. like i was i looked at all the seniors and stuff and i was a junior i was like all right how can i you know get better mm-hmm. at least yeah. you know because i wasn't actually talented at all you know and depending obviously like yeah. there's certain things that i clicked on real quick mm-hmm. you know but i had to work super hard yeah i'm sure but you're talented is just locked up somewhere yeah right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and I don't know. That's like a weird time in someone's life too. Like your brain I, isn't even done developing. Well, yeah, it's still like, a like teenager yeah, and yeah. Sure. I was not helping it develop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so, so by the time you left, did you feel like you were at the ranks with everyone else or did you feel like you had surpassed them? Um, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really say like, I mean, 100%, I was never a good observational mm-hmm. drawer or painter. Mm-hmm. I mean, still I'm not. Yeah. Like, Same. I mean, I just, I think I haven't done it in a while and I feel yeah. like now if I went at it, you know, yeah. like I feel like I could be kind of good, yeah. you know, but um, I think what they were really, really good at was that. I mean, oh, like okay. doing like, I mean, I could, I sent you that one painting is like that figure sitting yeah with the head down yeah so i can do i could do like hyper real kind of stuff and i was uh technically very able at that and i got i mean maybe that's probably speaking towards maybe i did have a natural inbound because that was probably about my fourth painting that i made um that was your fourth painting you made ever ever yeah okay you weren't (laughs) talented (laughs) like uh, what i feel like but i hindered myself i feel like because i didn't i did i i remember i was in figure drawing and i was like I'm over this. Yeah. You know, like they're drawing watermelons. Like I just read about Dadaism. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely get that. It's like one of those, you know, you have to crawl before you walk. Yeah. But, you know, it's like if you already mentally feel like you're way ahead of that, it's, yeah. it can be like painful to, yeah. you yeah. know. And I think that's what it was. I think I saw like they were, when things started getting, uh, and I'm, Everyone listening, I am not showboating. I promise. Like I'm serious. I'm no. seriously not. But um, I think for them, when things, because um, I was thinking about this before part of the podcast, and mm-hmm. I was like, 
you know, I'm naturally competitive, you know, yeah. but I'm never like out to ruin anyone's day. Mm-hmm. Like no one should be, you know, yeah. like don't be a bad person, right. everybody. <laughs> you know, like, but I was like, okay, no one knows about art history and no one can really uh, discuss painting outside of I wanted, I was told to draw this figure and I was mm-hmm. told to make this watermelon, mm-hmm. paint this watermelon. So I was like, well, there's a library here. Mm-hmm. So I, every lunch and uh, I had like an hour and a half lunch mm-hmm. there blew my what? mind. That's amazing. And I could leave. Yeah. <laughs> I could go home. Yeah. I was, I was tapped up by the cops at my school if I entered and left. Oh, like they would, they would, school. they would do like body checks at the old school. At the old school, oh. yeah. Like what? and and you were monitored. Like I was like a clear backpack kid. <laughs> <laughs> not not like in a sense of like ba- you know like if you yeah. get in trouble outside of that school in yeah. that town you're yeah. like um, you're screwed. Really? Like yeah, they have your name on a list. Oh everything. really? Yeah, it's like super hardcore. Yeah. It's su- <laughs> it's super hardcore because there was a huge like. Um, there was a lot of problems, oh. you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of kids were dying really young. Uh, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, okay. like yeah. not to get into it too much, yeah. but that blew my mind, though. I went up yeah. to this kid. I think his name was uh, Josh, Josh Check. And I was like, I have a lighter on me. He's like, so? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I also have a pack of cigarettes. He's like, OK. Yeah. And I'm like, are we fine? He's like, yeah, you just walk in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. It's pretty Wait, chill. They made you have a clear backpack at the other school. Well, or like, this is like a metaphor. Uh, both metaphoric and literal. Yeah. So my backpack. I mean, most people who got in trouble a lot, mm-hmm. their backpacks got checked before. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. um, so like, if you got, I shouldn't get too much into this because <laughs> it's like so outside of art, but um. <laughs> Like if you just got in trouble, like yeah. I was, I was a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be honest. Like I just like, I was affiliated. My friends were affiliated with like just doing bad shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we didn't, we didn't really care. Yeah. I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, until like I started painting and drawing. Like, do you feel like painting and drawing like removed you? Oh from yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I think it did in a sense. Um, removed me from that particular culture. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not playing out like oh I was this and that you know, mm-hmm. but um, it definitely like definitely helped mm-hmm. i mean for sure and just getting out of there like mm-hmm. i don't even speak to anyone that i knew there anymore like just getting out that's what they say with like alcoholics and stuff how like to quit you have to like stop talking to those like friends yeah you and, just like, have to remove get yourself out. from yeah, all those situations gotta, yeah um, totally you just have to like i don't know like, i just I, it was just bad right yeah, i mean yeah. also i was like in survival mode too yeah. so like i had to be that way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like um Anyways, where did we start with that? <laughs> oh yeah. So then, I when forgot. you when you oh yeah with the, the with your, the other with yeah. the other uh, yeah, yeah with the other um, students, um, but yeah. So I went to, I went to the library every single day basically, for and okay. including uh, my lunch, and I just went through every single modern art book ever mm-hmm. that I could find possibly, and just reading, 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 reading. And there was also a unique way at the charter school where if you get later on in the field, you can formulate your own independent study. Mm-hmm. So what I did is that instead of doing the still life and instead of doing uh, the figurative work that they were doing, I basically started making paintings in the alignment of the modern art periods. 
as a way to kind of work through until I could get to Impressionism or until, and then that's where a lot of that realist still life work okay. kind of was in high school. So I started like that, moved into like minimalism, abstraction, mm-hmm. stuff like that in a really simple way. Like I had no idea what I was doing mm-hmm. in a way, you know, like I was just like, but you were experimenting though. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I was just, re- I had like a crazy photographic memory for it and mm-hmm. just like started, um, reading and like writing about it and then slowly that's how i feel like i started getting more good it's just through the education of the history of where painting came from Mm -hmm. and being able to discuss it instead of being like i was told to make this yeah it's like a whole different world when you can actually have a conversation you know versus just like regurgitating exactly well and then the passion's there for sure as opposed to like an assignment totally yeah and i remember like four paintings were due each uh painting one or it was like painting one through five, I think. I can't remember, but it was like four paintings a semester, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh. easy money. I was like, I'm gonna make six. Yeah, I'm gonna make seven. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of them were just simple minimalist studies, you know. Yeah. Um, with like weird, wacky titles. I also made like some weird, like ready-made objects mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. and like, I just was super interested in doing things that maybe necessarily weren't in quote academic even though it was you know like Mm -hmm. i was in an academic situation but i just reconstructed it because i was like there's no way if i kept on the same program that these kids these other guys were on or other girls Mm -hmm. um there was no way i would be ready for school for college i felt like you know I was, I had to revert, because there was no art history classes at the charter school, shockingly. Yeah, yeah right? it was like a it very, strange like, they wouldn't yeah. do that. And base the, level. Exactly. Okay. And it was very, and if they did, it was like until like the pyramids, you know, like yeah. it was just kind of like <laughs> very, yeah. or like just like cave art, you know, yeah. it was, and, and only like one power slide was for modern art. And I was like, not enough. I was like, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So one of your early college paintings, um, the title was, was it Under the Horse's Carriage? That was high school. High school. Was that one of those like minimalist? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, um, that was, I made a bunch of those. I, that's the only photograph I had mm-hmm. of one of them. Mm-hmm. So I started out making these um, fig, like you know, two part figure ground studies mm-hmm. of different textures against different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> as the cogs begin yeah, right? right and then um right. and then uh, and then that's where i started so i was making these minimalist structures really simple with these kind of narrative titles mm-hmm. and um so i made multiple of those okay. yeah i love that painting okay yeah that one is nice um especially too like when you look at it compared to your the rest of your catalog mm-hmm. that one to me stands out in like a different way mm-hmm. a little bit. um so then you get to college uh, what was it that drew you to portraiture? Because I know in high school, I didn't see a lot of that. You mm-hmm. did the minimal stuff. You did yeah. um, some non-representational. Um, you did the, you know, the girl in the corner. Yeah. Um, but but what drew you to, um, you know, the direct, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Um, sorry, I burped. No, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but um. No, I, I think I, it was kind of like really built up. So mm-hmm. it kind of, if I was to look at it in retrospect, it really did kind of start with those minimalist uh, two-part foregrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was to really like kind of rescope it. That makes sense. Um, 
but I really worked within abstraction basically all the way up until I was a junior in college mm. for the most part. And for the first two years, I really only made drawings, mm. um, those charcoal drawings that I sent you with yeah, the mark yeah. making and stuff like that. Yeah. So I really worked on those for the primary, like to be honest, like I didn't really paint until I think like second semester sophomore or right. something. I can't remember really how like it worked out with mm -hmm. me getting into studio, but so I worked on those for a really long time to mm -hmm. be totally honest. Like I, I was like so naive at the time that I thought figurative painting was, um, and this is from lack of knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. as much as like maybe I was in quotes reading so much at, in high school, like I really didn't really know what was going on in mm -hmm. the art world, you know, like yeah. that's just education and yeah. uh, trying to be aware of it. Um, and and uh, books, books really like just cement like exactly. one piece in time. Exactly. You know? it's like, they're all books are always outdated kind of yeah, to a degree exactly so it, it was like uh i don't know what we'll just guess it was like 27 it was like 2016 i was like living in 1925 mm -hmm. you know so <laughs> like <laughs> like for real like i just didn't yeah. know you know yeah. and in my mind i thought figure pain was all just like narrative yeah. and just very baseline it was only you know i didn't realize there was so much more to it mm -hmm. um as, as if there's rules, mm -hmm. you know, which is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. I just didn't know. And, but I remember I was hitting a wall with those um, abstract charcoal drawings. Mm -hmm. um, a, they weren't very good. They looked cool, mm -hmm. but like, there was no ideas. I was randomly moving the mark around on the paper. Yeah. I, it was just like, just, I had no window. There's something about like random being involved in the work versus mm -hmm. like intentional. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that. And, and I just like, there was, and I didn't know how to talk about it. You know, I mean, I was really influenced by Jonathan Lasker and uh, Trudy mm -hmm. Benson at the time mm -hmm. uh, when I was making the paintings. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, I didn't want to talk about the internet yeah. with like my paintings. Like, I don't know. I just, and I just felt like I didn't have much to talk about. Like I just wasn't very knowledgeable. I didn't want to be super theory heavy cause I didn't want to be hitting people over the head with a book. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I was talking to them, I wanted to be more person to person. And so I was already asking those questions during junior year. Mm -hmm. um, and I just like, was like, I can't do this forever. I remember sitting in, I lived in Stevens Point for a moment and I had a studio basement. Mm -hmm. I was there for a summer. I remember making those drawings. I was like, this cannot last forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was so scary because yeah. I was like, I, it's getting to the point where I'm, you, you know, you know, you're kind of like, I can't do this anymore. Like out. Yeah. 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 And then I took, um, figure drawing with Shane Walsh. Shout out to Shane. <laughs> shout out, to shout Shane. out Walsh. What's going on, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I took figure drawing with him. Mm -hmm. Now, as I said, I was never very good observational drawing and he can vouch for that. Mm -hmm. 100 percent and like uh i would so i'd be so frustrated for the first four months because i was just like get us to the independent projects yeah. get us to the independent projects he's like slow down <laughs> you know take your time when he was right yeah. you know there's things that i definitely lost mm -hmm. without with from not focusing too hard with that type of stuff you know that i'm now kind of having to teach myself yeah yeah you know what you mean. but uh he assigned um he sh he went through the entire history of figure to painting mm -hmm. from okay. beginning till you know started getting abstract you know picasso and into into now what's being made now and it blew my fucking mind yeah. i remember sitting there and being like figurative can be abstract yeah, you yeah. know which sounds so simple like it really is but like when you just don't know uh -huh. you know and I, and he assigned a uh, collaged 
uh, collage-based figurative drawing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's once again I hit the ground running essentially. I've yeah. wanted to ask you about a, a collage-based. I think a figurative um, mm -hmm. break time. Mm -hmm. um, looks like it was in uh, the the Rabbit Gallery in Appleton, and then got into uh, the New York Columbia Art Institute's right. online magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to that point, were you doing collaging for any of... Where did you find that painting? <laughs> what I is think it? I found it on the Insta oh, on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're fine. Keep uh, going, though. But I was wondering, did you do a lot of collaging to kind of set up any of your pieces prior to that? No. Okay. So it, it really started with that uh, large-scale figure drawing that, um, or like... I made it large. I, m I did a huge one. It was massive. It was like mm -hmm. that figure kind of busting through, um, like the. I think that one's on Instagram too. I did you send me that one? I th I might have. I can't remember. Let's see. It's on the Instagram way down. Okay. But um, no, I never really realized. Yes, that okay. one. Okay. And um, break time was like the kiddie pool painting, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it was with like the a, figure, like yeah. Someone's hair was dunked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. So one. that was kind of when I started. That was like later on in figure painting. Bef I didn't realize how important this this drawing right here was. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it was like a precursor. Yeah, to yeah. This is the collage. That's oh, the collage yeah. for it. Yep. And, then and that's yep. Okay. And so that's when I was starting to make the digital ones before, and then um, because he said he's like, you know, you can make your collages any way you like, and I was like, well, I'll use Photoshop, mm -hmm. right? That makes sense because we not only did we get a lecture on um, the outlining of the art history of figurative painting, the requirement, I believe, was that the figure had to be built up of art historical references, okay. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, but I think that's how I went about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And then um, I made that and everyone was like dogging me in class, I remember that. Yeah. I remember they were like, Oh, it just doesn't make because it was so strange of a work. Yeah, you know, and I don't think this I, one or the the not that one, but the drawing, okay. the large okay. scale drawing, okay. the figure okay. drawing class, and then it moved into the figurative painting, which I that the one that you brought up, Kyle, was the one when I started getting really into like the absurdist narrative. Okay, with still using collage as a beginning just for composition, but then I was really I wasn't really um, projecting stuff onto the canvas at that point. It was more so I was just drawing out and figuring it out. Okay. You know, and that's when I was like really influenced by Danish Schutz. Mm. That painting has like crazy big brush stroke. Yeah. And mm. it's just like the, the figure got off like a, a kitty bicycle <laughs> yeah. and like dunked its head in, in, a, a, in, yeah. a, in a purple <laughs> kitty pool. And it's called Break Time. Like, uh, that painting's so funny. But yes, I love that work. And I was super appreciative that Columbia University like actually accepted it for that for that uh online publication for sure that's crazy I, I forgot about that actually and that painting i don't even know if i i wonder if i have that thing i don't know mm. probably not Nah, that's like the other weird one i think i remember seeing that one oh on yeah the, on the ground too <laughs> um i think i saw that one on the uwm video of you mm -hmm. yep yeah. that one yep yeah yep but yeah i mean the that was the beginning the drawing that drawing in shane's class in shane's oh. class and then that uh, that one that Kyle brought up was kind of the beginning of it being molded into painting. Was that the same year? It was that. I think after? it might have been like the next semester or okay. something. Okay. But because I took figure drawing and then immediately went into figure painting, but that I remember sitting in that darkened PowerPoint room, Shane, and mm. I was sitting there and I was like, like, that's when it really broke into um, 
abstraction can be used figuratively, right? Mm. Sorry, I've moved your pen. <laughs> no. I, I think I keep doing that. You're Do fine. I keep no. doing that? <laughs> I'm really fidgety. I just saw this and I like look over. No, you're good. But um, I think everyone has a story about being in that PowerPoint room with Shane. Really? I feel. I mean, if you don't. Were you ever really even in Shane's class? Exactly. Because that was, I mean, it was a crazy group of students. And then, like, we got that moment. At least for me, like, that was, like, that was the moment Mm -hmm. for me, at least. Where I was, like, okay. I didn't, I was, like, because I was always interested in narrative. I was Mm -hmm. always interested in abstraction. And I was always interested in making absurd, humorous, but yet anxious work. Mm -hmm. Um that was the beginning, essentially, for me. I don't know if I really answered your question. I think you did. I think you did, yeah. Um, I kind of want to get into your process, mm-hmm. um, unless you have something. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, you're kind of doing these. What would you What would you call this? Um, it was like probably like abstract figuration with okay. the subject of a portrait. Okay. Or abstraction and figurative work being used with the portrait as like its vehicle. Wow, what would you call it, like abstract portraiture or not even? Yeah, abstract portraiture. Yeah. A portraiture is like the subject matter or like the general vehicle or the composition okay. of working, you know, like torso up. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. abstraction and figurative work being um, just the general, I don't know. Like so you said the portrait. As a vehicle for abstraction. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Um, where do your uh, Where do your compositions come from? So that's that's another like little piece of magic. I I can't. So they generally. Should we bleep this part out? Is no. Secret? Okay. No. 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 Oh, nothing <laughs> secret. Come on. It's 2020. And like. Yeah, there's um, cameras everywhere. Exactly. And uh, no. So they start out in those little tiny drawings that. Um, are right behind you guys. Okay. So that's how they begin. Um, a lot now. I don't. I can't quite def- define where they come from mm-hmm. um, through their form. I think this is more so my hand, mm-hmm. and like my general inclination towards things that are more aw- awkward or mm-hmm. harmonious compositions that maybe aren't supposed to work and trying to make them work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of generally start out with because um, those things take about two hours those drawings yeah wow and it's a lot of erasing a lot of blind contour Mm -hmm. um i'll sometimes work at like or uh look on my laptop as i'm drawing at like a figure or a person or a painting from history Mm -hmm. uh generally aligned in portraiture but then it's kind of then i I really just let the guiding of the line work that i'm making kind of start dictating Mm -hmm. what where where things are going to be um I can't really say specifically where they come from, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they just really come from my own general hand for the most part. But that's kind of like, and maybe I'm being naive, but that's kind of like partially the magic of art, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, like, can you even ever really say where exactly it comes from? You know, you almost just feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of work, you know, like I feel like a lot of my inclinations to what I'm interested in looking Mm -hmm. and and drawing just comes from what I've been looking at from my past. Like all those drawings that I made in early college, all the erasure, all the mark making, that led me up to making those line drawings mm-hmm. and being self-aware of when 
uh, when to stop, when to go, mm-hmm. you know. And then I moved into the abstract work that was figure abstract, uh, like the abstract paintings, you know, like mm-hmm. where I was really focused on figure ground and being aware of different uh, textures of what happens through a fluid material on a surf, you know, it all kind of guided up to where I can kind of not think and just start making the figure, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of start racing and hopefully making something that at the same time is so absurd and kind of scares me, but also makes me laugh, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being like, how am I going to do this? You know, like creating that active problem solving mm-hmm. to it and hopefully making it so the painting is a new challenge each time, mm-hmm. even though I'm within the same structure, like same format. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been working in the portrait composition uh, and subject matter for about two years, I think, mm-hmm. starting primarily in senior year, mm-hmm. but getting more literal as I went on yeah. with like, and more abstracted, but more as it rolls. Yeah. Yeah, cause I think that's what I, since I've known you at least, you know, mm-hmm. when, I, when I think of your work, I associate it immediately with the abstracted oh yeah portraiture mm-hmm. um so then you you mentioned uh before the podcast that you used to use acrylic the college convert you to oil or oil just works better for what you're doing oil just works better i think i've only made if i was to really guess i've only probably made four acrylic paintings okay in general just not really your cup of tea it's just uh no yeah it just it's, <laughs> it's just not what i it almost like you can put stuff in it, obviously, mm-hmm. to make it dry slower. Mm-hmm. Um, it still feels the same. Yeah. It still feels like I'm, and I'm not dogging. I mean, people can use it in ways that I know for a fact I can't. Yeah. You know, and yeah. do it in a way that's just so powerful and so striking. But it is just a, a feel difference mm-hmm. for me. Um, it just, I don't want to dog it because it's a wonderful thing. But it just yeah, feels I mean, like I think plastic. Yeah. And you it know? depends, too, on, like, what you're trying to achieve and what exactly. you're doing. Because, like, with Shane, you know, it's like acrylic makes sense for what he's exactly. doing. You know, but with these, you probably want something more fluid. More yeah. fluid. And, and I really forgivable, too. Exactly. And I really like, um, like, it has a huge history. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm working within a, a tradition. Totally. Yeah. You know? And so if – and even though the paintings themselves are super abstracted or mm-hmm. uh, ambiguous uh, with slight nuances of reality in mm-hmm. them, of like hi- of like like a realistic rendering amongst a uh, abstracted um, structure, mm-hmm. um, they're still very much traditionally made 100%. with the mark making and with the color mixing with the materials. And I like that. And I like this as we were talking before we even started. I mm-hmm. like the slight fluid magic that can happen with all materials. Mm-hmm. But I'm so accustomed to understanding for good and for bad, right? Never get comfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I can still find magic in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can still, when I sit down at the end of the day, because I totally kind of, like, space out while I'm working. I'm still obviously active. Mm-hmm. But when I sit down at the end of the day on that red couch right there and I turn my head and I look at it, it still feels magical to me and mm-hmm. still feels really fresh. Yeah. yeah. Like, because when you, which is the, scary part of oil paint right yeah. because it's really easy to go too far totally and you can't go back because it's not drying within your eyes you can't over layer it yeah. you know it's once you muddy it and once you destroy the surface there's really no going back yeah unless that's a part of your process for me i have to really get it get the job good the first time you're you know? more calculated in your yes mark yeah. making for sure um 
Yeah, I really love the uh, the point you made about, um, you know, how traditional the idea of or the portrait composition is mm-hmm. and the history it has and using oil to kind of, you mm-hmm. know, connect that. Um, fascinating. And that's a big reason why, too, like portraiture is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, as old as time, mm-hmm. right? Even if it wasn't necessarily a portrait of a person, portraiture is like an idea representation of the self through mm-hmm. things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the composition, the form, the meaning of portraiture through just time and history. It's so cemented, but mm-hmm. still f- can feel so fresh, depending on how you, on what you want to utilize it for. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, portrait artist? Um, Juan Moreau, for sure. There's a crazy one. Pirates. On the right. On the right. Okay. Because that's sorry. Uh, that's that's <laughs> where, just that's one of my favorite, um, portrait painting. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. We might have to go take a look at it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like portrait of a woman or something. I can't remember. Okay. Um, either that or um, you know, any like late Picasso painting when yeah. he kind of stopped giving a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he just. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like painting, you know, like just making those crazy things. And, you know, uh, George Brock, yeah. even if they're not necessarily uh, portrait per se, um, but contemporary wise, Jenna Gribben, okay. um, she doesn't necessarily, um, she uses portraiture as like a very direct narrative, okay. you know, um, not ne- just figurative painting. I shouldn't just say portraiture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Doran Lamberg, super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Fortino super solid okay you know in contemporary uh speaking yeah i have to Daniel brush up Orchard. on my contemporary uh <laughs> portraiture well no i was just figurative okay All i right. i just i love portraiture because it's just it's such a long history and it's both like a intimate object to have in your home you know i depending on the scale right so there's like the royalty of it like large-scale portraiture right it's mm-hmm. showing the importance yeah. of the person mm-hmm. I'm more interested in uh, like the intimate scale, the more approachability as like an intimate one-on-one experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why I primarily use that for my figure painting, at least for the time being, because I was doing full body mm-hmm. abstract, abstracted figures, you yeah. know, but the portraiture was like, I don't know, just, you know? Yeah. It's so uh, like direct and matter of fact, it's like, it's forcing you to sit with this one singular figure. Mm-hmm. And I think too, um, you know, human beings are so complex and mm-hmm. there's like a whole universe inside of everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing to me, at least the way I interpret your work, um, that I notice is you're almost showing, you know, there's like a whole universe in all of these, um, mm-hmm. you know, figures. Absolutely. I think it's a lot more apparent through your work, you know, and more of like a, philosophical idea mm-hmm. outside of that but absolutely and um, i there is like that there is like that experience when you look at something mm-hmm. that is in your same scale it's in the same portion of your head mm-hmm. it's the same portion of your torso and as you said there is like a whole universe i mean who cares about being cliche anymore right i mean let's be real <laughs> yeah, i mean it's yeah. like true it's like there is that romantic feeling that, that there is in reality in each one of us there mm-hmm. is a whole world there is a whole personality yeah there's an individual sector even if each one of these paintings is a portrait mm-hmm. right each one of them i strive to make them different mm-hmm. and i strive to make them their own authentic personality their own person that may be guided through the title maybe guided how they're made mm-hmm. um 
but they are individual and they're also like kind of um in a sense like they're also falling apart but also very stable yeah you know which i think and they're also all alone yeah and they're still trying to with us depending on the work they're still trying to live they're still trying to find um uh preciousness in the objects that they hold that they have um even though the object they have uh may be fleeting mm-hmm. like the one i'm working on behind me it's called with the flower but the flower is losing its last petal mm-hmm. you know so these kind of um not not cynical or yeah. nihilistic like poignant poignant yeah. uh romantic but also kind of absurd absurdist in a sense like they're kind of trying to keep live living even if they're um infrastructure that make them up mm-hmm. in their isolated places mm-hmm. or environments or rooms are um maybe uh not fully there or mm-hmm. they're not fully there or what their infrastructure is that's keeping them up mm-hmm. is um uh like f- kind of falling apart but still stable and i feel yeah. like that's where we're all at right now yeah 100 you know yeah, i think a lot of people are in a in that uh yeah and that's <laughs> Right there. As crazy as it is, like I always was interested in making work that uh, is fairly anxious or mm-hmm. discombobulated or um, absurdist, and kind of it gave like with COVID nineteen, I realized that my work actually had like value and meaning mm-hmm. because of uh, ever, all of us being isolated. And it made for me yeah. at least when I looked at the work and gave it more of a sense that now collectively everyone knows what that feeling is mm-hmm. it's not just the sad kid in the in the corner of the room anymore it's yeah. all of us yeah. yeah you know exactly um and you know the way you talk about the work i wanted to ask um what's your relationship like with the work and i know there's nothing really to compare to but um you know spending so much time with this one you know singular figure and i you know i'm sure to you um there's a whole, they probably have a whole background or a whole, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, whole life of their own. Exactly, right. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know, when you sell one or, you know, part with one, whatever, um, What what's that feeling like? And like I said, I yeah. know it's hard to compare it to anything else. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I mean, you're, you're totally right. I mean, I do, um, unless I'm on like a crazy deadline, I'll work on like three at a time. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I really like working on one at a time. Mm-hmm. I can time out drying times within a single work to where that's not really a problem for me. Even mm-hmm. if I am working in oil paint, it's work on a different part, yeah. you know? Um, but I do, they definitely, they develop a personality and they develop a connection with me as the maker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love each and every one of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I really do because there's so much a part of my personality yeah. um, with how they're made. But then when I finish them, I feel like they're not, they're their own thing, mm-hmm. right? I was only the maker or the vehicle into their own existence, mm-hmm. which is just painting in general, you know, mm-hmm. but um, when they represent a personality or a certain thought or a certain memory, or if they're made during a crazy time in my life, mm-hmm during a, like a moment of severe darkness or um, made during the times in which we're uh, living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it always makes me so excited when I finish them, when I see them on the wall and they have the presence that I wanted them to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the, even though they're fairly flat paintings, they have a physicality to them that mm-hmm. projects yeah. or goes back into the wall as I need it. And I know they're their own separate, bizarre, 
uh, little child of mine. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, it's like a proud, you know, you're proud of your kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I was a part of making it, right. and um, and and when I sell it, I, if I do end up selling one of the works, um, I think what's really important is I think the person that viewed it developed not necessarily the connection I had, but the connection that they built with it. Because mm -hmm. as, you, as we talked about, it's a single figure, mm -hmm. it's you viewing it. Yeah. There's a certain narrative component to, to it that is sincere, but also kind of uh, not really fatalistic, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know what would be a good word. Not like, not, not, not falling apart. I don't know, just not a good time sometimes, you know, but it like just I temporary feel temporary and i don't know I yeah i can't really yeah. think i'm thinking on the fly right now <laughs> You're um, doing good. Yeah. but um yeah i feel like i think that's what makes them feel even more special is that yeah. someone can take such a strange conglomerate of things mm -hmm. to build up to a figure and bring it into their home and have it and have themselves live with it they obviously felt connection with the narrative um, component or also just how it was made, right? Yeah. They developed that connection. Totally. People need to buy art that speaks to them that they have a relationship with or, you know, mm -hmm. a connection with. Not just what whatever's gonna match the drapes. Exactly. Or, you know, it's like yeah. you should buy something that you yeah. feel like yeah. you have a relationship with that calls out to you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you said one thing in there too that kind of stuck out to me. It's like you have the painting on the wall, but you said like um, there's like a presence inward and outward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I noticed like your paintings have a lot of depth to them. Um, mm -hmm. um, I mean, is that, how do you find that perfect balance of, yeah. um, cause I know you said earlier, it's like, you know, with oil, especially you do something wrong and then it's like, oh, it's mm -hmm. too much or. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of planning. Okay. It really is. I mean, and also what I, even prior when you guys were setting up and stuff and I was staying at Aiden, I, sometimes I can't tell if my paintings are a lot of really good decisions or a lot of bad decisions <laughs> built up, you know? Um, and just kind of having faith and trust in them. I think um, having also just a general knowledge of color and value yeah. to create that push and pull with figure ground um, obviously is going to speak volumes for how the work is going to come off and play. Yeah. Um, I really view them as kind of setting a... Depend, right from the beginning setting a scene you know okay. or a certain level of uh you know i paint the background first right so it's kind of like starting a theater yeah. you know starting the lighting situation taking my time planning them out and uh, making sure i make the right decision that um will build up to where i have the figure develop that certain presence nearing mm -hmm. the end Mm -hmm. um, whatever that presence turns out sometimes I have an idea I'm like oh it's going to look like this it's going to be called this mm -hmm. you know like that painting went through multiple title changes and uh, I really took my time on it really focused on um, the formation of its palette mm -hmm. like okay. really getting delving in to it um, I still generally work within like a collage based practice in okay. process mm -hmm. not necessarily in the physical nature yeah. of making a collage um, and by that very um, means of working, collage will kind of create that push and pull, okay. that kind of constructed element. Um, and and really, uh, the backgrounds are kind of what makes it at times in the torso. Okay. That was something else I wanted to ask you about was the backgrounds. Um, where is it? Oh, do you feel like it almost like sets a mood 
or do you decide the background based on the mood? Are you are you guiding the viewer towards a certain mood they should be feeling in regards to the subject, or do, do you just do what looks mm-hmm. appropriate? Yeah, know? it depends. So it's like here, you know, it's darker, it's mm-hmm. a little more moody yeah. versus this is lighter, um, more cheerful, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it depends. So um, sometimes it, it is. A, like an honest formal question mm-hmm. right it's like okay i know that if i totally black out this whole background mm-hmm. it's gonna pop this whole highly saturated figure mm-hmm. there's a painting that i made um called uh shy talker it's really colorful it's actually right there but it's behind i should have brought more stuff out for you guys <laughs> but um uh that one's a very formal reason but also uh it's sh- the painting's called shy talker which also kind of doesn't make any sense it's mm-hmm. really words that don't work together mm-hmm. but um it's a darkened room, right? So it still has kind of metaphor to it, even though I knew the black would work. Mm-hmm. I knew it would make a great just it would li- it lights everything up. It creates these theatrical effects, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like a Caravaggio painting where that theaters of that heady chiaroscuro. Right, it's not right. going to be like that, but yeah. it's going to illuminate everything forward if everything's dark, right, and highly mm-hmm. saturated. But then I think about what does it mean to be someone who is a shy talker. Um, it's you're in an isolated darkened room you have something um, normally people that are shy I found are a little bit are probably the most interesting people ever you just have to kind of get it out of them yeah. and I originally yeah. was a severely shy kid mm-hmm. I had I was not this talkative mm-hmm. I promise you couldn't have done the podcast uh, you know 10 years ago maybe exactly. uh, I'd be given <laughs> yes and no answers um, but then I think about like that though, like the yeah. formal decision regarding the title of the figure. It's like I feel like a shy talker. They're isolated in the room. That fi- uh, that figure is highly saturated in its color. It's very colorful. Uh, there's certain nuances it, that are very special. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that speaks very uh, certainly to someone who's very shy. You know, it's like they, they kind of want to stay back inside uh, the darkness of themselves. But um, along with them is this kind of flamboyancy, this kind of hidden. Um, special circumstances Mm -hmm. um with them and with that painting that's one of my favorite ones because it's so simple yeah i feel like that was a big part of that too um and yes so uh, to kind of answer that question more um probably thoroughly maybe is like sometimes it is formal but it is sometimes it's like a mood very Mm -hmm. specifically because i feel like that's what gives it the presence that's Mm -hmm. what gives it it that elevated feeling about it with the backgrounds with setting that scene um the one, uh, the most recent one, it kind of has that light, kind of colorful. That a painting went through a lot of uh, very emo phases of <laughs> titling. It was originally called like Grave and like the Dead Saint or like the Last Spirit, and then I changed it to Sleeping. Okay, it kind of has that atmospheric kind of light, um, angelic yet slightly compressing background to it. I don't know if it comes off like that. I've been looking yeah. at it for so long, and um, I noto- I have horrible. Uh, sleep issues yeah. with just nightmares. Night- I, I don't know if I've told you any of that. No, I, don't think so. I have real bad nightmares. Okay. I grew up with having night terrors my whole life. Okay. Oh, um, I don't have night terrors anymore, but yeah. so sleeping for me, I mean, I have crazy dreams yeah. and they're brutal. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I was, th- when I finished the painting, I was like sleeping. You know, it's this angelic, I mean, sleeping space, but yet the figure is kind of, its cogs are all kind of working, moving kind of uh, conjondulated. They don't really maybe make sense. Right. 
you know, all together. Um, but that, obviously that's my own personal take yeah. on the work. What someone may find through that title may be a totally different experience. And I fully welcome that because yeah. I think my interpretation isn't the sole fact of the painting. It really truly is what the person believes and finds from it because usually it's better than what I thought of the first time, mm -hmm. you know? And the one before it, like, or not before it, the one behind me that I'm working on now mm -hmm. with like, you know, it's like kind of like a, like a dark hollow background it's mm -hmm. kind of spooky and like um there's like a falling flower originally it was going to call them a phantom with a flower or something mm -hmm. but then i thought that was kind of lame <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna why would so i just called it with a flower okay. and i like it that i'm probably going on a tangent but i like it how it's the figures with the flower uh -huh. but the flower is losing its last petal mm -hmm. you know yeah. so like that fleeting moment you just were brought into that situation as the viewer mm -hmm. um, with the figure as the occupant of the space. And they're in this one kind of moment with they're with their flower, but it's losing its last petal and you were brought into that situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I feel like that's a generally kind of darkened situation or maybe like a heart or a darkened place to be in. Maybe, you know, I mean, yeah. how much of a bummer would that be? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you're meeting someone for the first time and, you're holding up like you have a rose yeah. and it only has one petal and they come by and just somehow that brush of wind <laughs> of you coming by is what knocks off <laughs> yeah. the last petal. If I did that to somebody else, I would <laughs> go home and cry. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, begs the question, what was happening moments before this? Mm -hmm. What yeah. happens moments after? Right after. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm excited to see this one. Uh, well, I actually have two questions. First, so you said you have sleep issues, and I don't want to get into like personal stuff. No, but we can. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah. Okay. Where you're trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ever use like melatonin or CBD? I love CBD. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it to death. Uh, I don't use melatonin because it uh, it scares me because it might stop your brain if you take it every day for months and months. It, really? Your brain will stop producing melatonin oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um, geez, i better stop <laughs> yeah you're fucked <laughs> i mean i used to take it all the time yeah. and it w and the thing is i can take like five melatonins i won't conk out but you won't i won't fall asleep i mean i might like i'll feel drowsed yeah. out like i'll take the cbd with melatonin oh, because in. you used to take it a lot you used to take okay. it a lot okay. and so it doesn't impact me but when i when i stopped taking it a lot when i was in high school i couldn't sleep for like three days like i mean i could i mean intermittently it's every like, 30 yeah. minutes shoddy sleep yeah shoddy sleep and yeah. But yeah, when I was little, I mean, night terrors, like, shadow people and shit. Yeah. Like, come, yeah. Have you had sleep paralysis? Yeah, I did. Recently? No, oh. not recently. Okay. I've had it twice. One time. Well, we don't have to. We could talk about this off, for sure. off the record. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, like, for anyone struggling with any of that stuff, I mean, like, it's it's real. And I'm happy to make a painting that, um, at least from when I look at it, somehow feels about that type of situation yeah. with me personally and also like what was better in 2020 than falling asleep every night <laughs> i mean for yeah. real yeah right and just kind of escaping quiet. a little bit yeah, yeah. just and having then, you know it's like you dream yeah. and i wake up and i'm like oh yeah this all is real actually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great <laughs> exactly um, um okay and then the uh, second question i had so you know you talked about your paintings taking on like personalities and mm -hmm. um there's like a backstory um, and as you're painting them, the title has changed. Mm -hmm. Does that happen with all of them, or are there some where uh, you start it and you're like, this is the title, and then till the end, you're just like, perfect. You know, that's what I wanted. 
Yeah, so, sometimes. So with the one that I recently created, it went through different evolutions because I felt like the title wasn't really working with the formal making of it as it kind of progressed. So that will generally happen. Um, if initially the idea that came with the title, if the painting, how it was turned out formally, didn't really coexist very well, was, I would kind of be like, okay, let's figure something out. Mm -hmm. But I will say the majority of the time, the title stays all the way through Okay. for the most part of the painting. And it's what makes it... Im when I'm making those tiny drawings and for the paintings with the composition all finalized and I'm thinking of that title, like the amount of s like the smile, that little smirk mm -hmm. when it, when it pops up yeah. and I'm like, it's like, you know, it's like, that's just, maybe it's funny. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it's whatever it is. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And then I know I'm like, that will most likely stay forever. Yeah. Um, sometimes that when I finish the painting, I'll look at them like, maybe that doesn't really fit that well. But yeah. I don't yeah. know, whatever. On the topic of titles, something I wanted to ask. Um, what's your personal philosophy on titles? Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> someone like, you know, yeah, yeah. Someone like Emily Tripp, you know, the title is important, uh, lends a hand to what you're looking at. Someone like Shane Walsh, the title gets in the way of, you know, the experience. So we mm -hmm. prefer to keep it untitled. Um, to you, what do you think about uh you know, the direction the title will take people yeah. in. Because some people, you know, use it, like I said, as a tool where mm -hmm. this is to be used to guide the viewer, yeah. Yeah. you know, to see something or, you know, it could be a hindrance. Yeah. Um, I think, it. I mean, it really depends. So as you kind of brought up Shane's work, right, I mean, that's very much um, Untitled 1, Untitled mm -hmm. 2. I mean, I think the work in which it should be engaged really re uh, requires it to be like that, mm -hmm. as you already saying. And then if you w look at Emily's work, um, with her work, she wants the abstraction to give a nuance of the real world, mm -hmm. uh, literally through landscape or um, an emotional experience or um, a fleeting moment. Mm -hmm. And I think titling it grounds it in reality for the viewer to navigate mm -hmm. as it goes along. Um, now, obviously, Shane's work, his subject matter um, is grounded in reality because it relates to art history, uh, his music interest mm -hmm. uh generational questions uh mm -hmm. technology which is reality but it's more so the process of making that can lead to the titling in quotes mm -hmm. titling of the work rather than him having to name it yeah for me um it works very similarly uh in a certain regard to how emily works on emily Tripp works on her paintings mm -hmm. um for me it does negotiate a quick entry or not a quick it's like a gentle nudge Mm -hmm. right yeah. it's like a pat it's like come hang out yeah come see me you know um to a more general ambiguous structure mm -hmm. you know i mean my work can float in and out of um uh i wouldn't say hard to navigate but at times it can be kind of confusing you know mm -hmm. and i feel like the title not only for me adds sincerity to it while i'm making it Mm -hmm. but also gives that kind of entry into navigating the more uh, formal qualities of it mm -hmm. to be able to move about the space um, with uh, the means in which I made the painting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because it's very part to whole. Like yeah, boom, almost boom, like boom, a map boom. kind of. Yeah, kind of like, like a, a map. Yeah. And, um, and also, I just, I've always, I'm a big, like, person of storytelling. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've, I love that part of um, just... Uh, human being a person, you know, and just mm -hmm. being close with people. And so in a way, the title allows me to to speak about the work on human terms instead of like a theoretical, like I'm going to blast you with 
semiotics for yeah. two hours. You yeah. know, I yeah. can talk about it in terms of uh, us actually walking through the world mm -hmm. um, and using paint and the figure and the title as a venue into those um, moments that we may not totally think about while talking with each other mm -hmm. or the experiences that we have that we might not want to talk about or and nothing too grandiose you know it's usually pretty simple yeah. or it's humor you know like i made a painting called hiding in the short grass mm -hmm. and that was an alice followed show with the big eyes and mm -hmm. the last painting i made for the show and the reason why that painting is called hiding in the short grass because if you're hiding in the short grass you're face down mm -hmm. and you're trying to look up yeah yeah so that's really a uh, humor it's to like it tongue in cheek yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so it's some of them are like they're so literal mm -hmm. like i've made a painting called bell tiny little painting and the reason why it's called bell is because from the figure's hat there's a bell on it mm -hmm. and the bell yeah. is probably the best painted part of the figure and what makes that painting special well the figure is kind of a dunce of mm -hmm. the group right <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that yeah. so that's kind of generally how i navigate the tattling process um it is it does it just makes it and at the end of the day though too mm -hmm. i can um add a logic to it and I can think about it as much as I can, you know, mm -hmm. but in reality it makes the work sincere for me. Um, it gives me an end goal about how it's going to be painted mm -hmm. coloristically, um, also with its form making mm -hmm. and it just makes the painting kind of fun without making just a totally formal yeah. structure, you know, that makes sense. And just totally imaginative. Like that's why I love figurative painting for me. It's yeah. just, it's endless. It's the, I like the ideas, of how many scenarios can you think of, right? Mm -hmm. How many situations can you think of of a person doing? And not only a person, but like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, um, and and it's just fun. You know, it does. It really makes it fun. It makes me feel attached to it, but also allows other people to become attached to it as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you know, form a whole almost you could probably form a whole world in your mm -hmm. head with each one mm -hmm. you know yeah um so your drawing practice is it as active as your painting practice i know you do charcoal um, drawings yeah um kind of i mean painting now has become more active mm -hmm. i will say that uh many times um the charcoal uh drawing was pretty dominant painting mm -hmm. was the back burner um Drawing is, I mean, depends. Like with the Alice Wild show, I had a whole room mm -hmm. uh, with charcoal drawings in it. Mm -hmm. And I love charcoal for the same reason I love oil is it's steeped in history. Mm -hmm. um, I also feel like it's a really daunting task to make a charcoal painting or ch charcoal painting, everybody. <laughs> uh, a charcoal drawing yeah. had the same power and presence as a painting mm -hmm. yeah. where it's not just a sketch. It's mm -hmm. a final thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a sketch to it. Um, as of recently, I haven't been working with charcoal too much. Um, if you ever, in my opinion, every uh, visual artist or if whatever medium you're working with, but if you're like a painting and drawing person, mm -hmm. make like a body of charcoal drawings, and I can promise you your handling of paint will get better. Really? Mm -hmm. okay. Because in my opinion, charcoal, if you breathe on it, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, if I've you made, if you're serious, I yeah. mean, it's like you have to be so gentle, you have to be so aware of how that material is interacting with a pretty smooth surface mm -hmm. that it will make your brain, in my opinion, at least from my experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just advice that I like to give others is it will make you more aware of what happens on a surface. Because mm -hmm. 
along with oil paintings with drawing, you can't lie in a drawing. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. And it, I mean, you can, how far can you erase? Yeah. You know, without totally making that surface like rubber. Right. You know? Right. And like all like um, buckled. All buckled you know? and yeah. it's all crappy. And right. like if you want to make it like that, I think that's cool. Yeah. You know, like that's the purpose and intent. But if it's um, generally like, I, but yeah, I mean, right now, probably not so much. I don't really have right now. I'm so invested in uh, engaging certain new methods of painting mm-hmm. that, um, and I went through that test run with the Alice Wiles to make those charcoal drawings. So I made the drawings first, okay, not the paintings. And it, I, I swear, when I made that next following painting, I was like, "Whoa, that worked!" Yeah, it just you know? it came through yeah. clearer almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could I was noticing more things as I was painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's like charcoal is just crazy. It's a dust yeah. that's been formulated into a physical solid. Yeah, like I was like back into a dust again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've made moments with drawing that are so magical and crazy because you can't go back. Like in one of the drawings I made called um, "Well Spoken," the eyes are just. I took charcoal dust and mm-hmm. I literally like went freaking wizard mode yeah. and put it <laughs> and put it in my hand yeah. and just. Yeah. And blew it on the drawing and just hoped it worked. And yeah. it did. Really? <laughs> yeah. It wor- I was like, whoa. Because I've worked with charcoal so much, yeah. too. And I'm like, okay, I know generally what the effect will be with charcoal dust. Because I made works uh, primarily with charcoal dust for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's see if it'll work this one time. Because if it doesn't, well, I got to scrap this thing. Yeah. And it worked. So I was stoked that <laughs> yeah. day. Do you, when you were uh, working primarily on charcoal drawings um did you feel like drawing in your opinion um what advantages did it have over painting Mm -hmm. or was it just that uh you felt more confident yeah i think i think i had a um an attention span problem in the beginning like i feel like drawing offered to me like immediate release Mm -hmm. constantly like it was like boom boom see and i thought that but even i know you spend you sometimes spend a lot of time on charcoal yeah, drawings. Right? Yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, um, when I was making them back mm-hmm. in early college, it was kind of like a patience issue. Mm-hmm. It was like I think I really wanted, and I also liked how cheap the materials were. I can throw them away, mm-hmm. you know. If I hit the pa- uh, the page a couple times, um, and it doesn't work, I don't feel as bad mm-hmm. about um, um, getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Currently, when I make a draw, uh, charcoal drawing, it is about treating it just like a painting with the same seriousness, the same planning, everything to make it feel like it totally uh, sits as its own and it's just as strong as a painting. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really hard, I really do. I, I think that's a really hard thing I to do. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Especially with drawing. Like, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. You know, when you see a really good drawing, how often does that knock your socks off more than mm-hmm. looking at a painting? If you see a like I'm talking like whoa, yeah. you know, cuz it happens so I feel like so infrequently that exactly. when it does happen, it's like, you know, really uh mm-hmm. stands out. Um this question's kind of just for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so two of your earlier paintings from college uh, carpentry in bed and little guy henry yeah oh yeah I wanted to rock and roll man too, yeah why yeah. why did you abandon that filigree pattern in the background 
I was thinking about that pattern mm-hmm. like four days ago, actually. Really? Yeah, I think what happened, um, I don't know what really happened. I don't know why. I mean, it probably will come back. I think it's really hard to use that background effectively without making the painting feel too busy. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and, and I think too, especially now that I'm putting the pieces together myself, like you kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you went from there was more happening in those. Yeah. Versus this is just, mm-hmm. and then to if the background was, you know, the filigree. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's a lot. And, and the, the fun thing, and the reason why I think about those backgrounds a lot is because it's all like it's all one hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not muddling with it, and like especially in the carpentry and bed one, I believe that one, there's like a little bird the in bird, it. The bird, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, like yeah. probably the coolest moment I've ever done in a painting in my whole entire life. Totally. <laughs> really? It was so like spontaneous and yeah. magical. Yeah. Um, I can't, and, and the thing is I did all those backgrounds blind. So I was in a dark room with a projection mm-hmm. and I didn't turn on the lights once. Mm-hmm. So it was boom, 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 you know, and doing it go through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could tell it was all one shot. Yeah, yeah. and I, I hope to, in um, the future, utilize those guys because I think about them a lot. Because yeah. they're really fun to do. They're really hard to do. Um, it's hard to find the right painting for them. That makes sense. You know, because what those patterns do is it's not a systematic pattern, mm-hmm. depending on um, the image that you choose, right? Mm-hmm. So the patterning or wallpaper, um, it could be, like, totally, sis- when I say systematic, like, you know, by the line you know yeah with those ones it's um it's fluid right it's like kind of it's all different all throughout Mm -hmm. um but it's still a pattern because it's still covering and still has a general fluid motion that's consistent throughout it it creates like a crazy kind of waving situation when looking at it which can overwhelm and overwrite the figure unless you want to um and what's interesting too about little guy Henry is that's not it's a figurative painting but it's really objects mm. it's like a little bird on, yeah. a, on a finger it's like a weird bird and so that's really objects mm. and then um, carpentry embedded's a full body with not as much of a complexity yeah. to it and also like they were situated in rooms mm. I wish I was still wait I mean little guy Henry is at a good home mm-hmm. he's at the permanent collection of the Union Art Gallery in Milwaukee oh nice oh yes and um but I really do sometimes wish that I still owned it because really? that's like it. That is one of my favorite paintings. Yeah. Cause that was like, I made the composition of the drawing for that one on um, like a piece of notebook paper in like a class at a lecture hall. Yeah. And I was like, I think this would work. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, I'll do like the, like the wallpaper kind of uh, leaves and the birds and yeah. stuff. And I hope sometime soon, Aiden, <laughs> I really do. I think about it a lot yeah. cause I'm like, there, there's such a good way and also it's one of my favorite things to look with is old Victorian wallpaper yeah. and old antiquitous wallpaper mm-hmm. or old antiquitous objects. Mm-hmm. They're a huge source of inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Um, time and maybe I'll make like one wallpaper where it looks like it's like stained, like we're in like a shitty like <laughs> apartment or something. That would be and That'd be fun really to do. Cool. That would yeah, be like be a, really like cool. a turpenoid stain over like a one painted ground with some calligraphy yeah. over and yeah <laughs> some like wood <laughs> behind the peeling exactly yeah. that'd be sick um i have another question that's just for me but if you have oh something no, you go man um so also too in your earlier stuff from college um i can't recall the names right now i think one of them was uh 
tree eater and champion. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But but you you used uh, almost like notebook paper. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not like a Trump ploy, but like yeah, yeah. Um, Boom. Yeah. Why? What what drew you to that? Because so, it happened more than once. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I was I exclusive. I don't know why, but I exclusively made a lot of the preliminary drawings of my paintings only on notebook paper, mm-hmm. exclusively. I don't know if it was something with the lines on the paper like distracted me or made me feel more like less um, overwhelmed while instead of making the drawings on like a blank sheet, mm-hmm. you know. So I started incorporating that and. Um, I also just that that's like probably one of the weirdest paintings I made because mm-hmm. uh Treater and Champion is like a man in his underpants, but the mm-hmm. underpants are over the jeans. Mm-hmm. He's wearing, he's wearing <laughs> yeah. boots and he's on this thing. It's like a dinosaur. Yeah, I remember I yeah, had yeah, someone yeah. like come in for a stew visit and they were like, Is that a dog? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. And, and it has like golden teeth, yeah. like grills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like but and but they're like rotting though too, and it's eating a tree, and he's pointing at the tree. The finger is not a finger. It's like a weird thumb finger, like the yeah, thumb people yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, it, oh, and there's uh, grass. Uh, uh, spy kids. Spy kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, and I think like, and then there's areas that look like they're drawn, you know, and regarding um, why the notebook paper or like stuff like that is, I think, too. In addition to like those kind of that randomness to it, mm-hmm. um, I've always been really interested in um incorporating like kind of drawn um material mm-hmm. or m- creating the illusion or creating the uh trying to make oil paint opera in the sense that's like a drawn material because i feel like it's also kind of difficult to do mm-hmm. and to do it effectively um and also like just in general too with that painting i just feel like i put everything on it right yeah, i just yeah, was yeah, like yeah. i'm gonna everything i can think of and all this will go on it and then I don't know why I thought of doing like the underpants and the jeans. I love the jeans. How it's the one like mm-hmm. dry brushstroke. Um, I also have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who here has worn their underwear on the outside of their jeans? Never. Never. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, me either. <laughs> um, anyway. I think that's what I let the painting do for me. Oh. I think I think I had to experience it and see what I would look like yeah. first before I took the jump. Hold on. Now I have a question. <laughs> Why What's did up? you wear that on your outside of your jeans? I just told you I never did that either. <laughs> um, back to the... It's the best Halloween costume. <laughs> um, I threw him off his game with, with that Yeah, question. right. No, listen. I don't, I've never worn my underwear on the outside of my jeans. It's all right, man. We've all I done didn't. it once. I didn't. I've probably I didn't. done it, to be honest. Maybe when I was little. You did Maybe when I, I'm trying I to think like now, like I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to like pull back in the recesses, but I don't know if I'm trying to create the memory. Yeah, maybe because like, I want to. You ever read Captain Underpants? Kyle, I yeah. know you wore your underwear on the outside of your jeans. How do you? Because I could just tell. I could just tell. <laughs> Dude, you always say that about me. Like with certain things. I could just tell. <laughs> um, should we get into exhibitions? Do you have anything on the process? Uh, no, no, we can jump into the expo or ex. Expedition. expedition. Uh, Kyle's they been are drink- like expeditions. Kyle's been drinking Miller Lite. Oh, <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you want to talk about um, 
if it's like kind of still under wraps we can talk about anything new american paintings oh yeah the latest it's, it's on the website okay, okay. yeah it's um, on my website it's common so new american paintings you were in there in 2018 and now you're going to be in the 20 2020 21 yeah depending uh, west addiction yeah okay yeah i'm i'm stoked yeah yeah what was your reaction like the first time and then what was your reaction like getting in twice so the first time i was at the union art gallery Brennan was sitting at the desk because he worked there at the time. Shout out, Brennan. And shout out, Brennan. Dopest dude. <laughs> uh, and uh, he, uh, he was standing at the desk, and I called them because I didn't. He got his email. I was like, I didn't get my email. And I remember I was standing there, and like the girl, I think her name was Elizabeth, who um, works there now. She works at Steven Zavitas Gallery. So Steven Zavitas and New American Paints are the same thing okay. together. Um, and Liz answered and she was like oh, let me check you know like going through the list mm -hmm. right because um and she said you're in and i, I just like lost my yeah, shit you know yeah. like i just i was like through the roof yeah you know and i was like oh my god you know i was like oh my fucking god yeah. like you know like <laughs> i was like just super stoked and i was yeah. being really loud you know like yeah. i kind of have a loud voice and um i was i was hyped yeah and the second time um I was like, whoa, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, obviously that first time is like, holy cow. And I'm obviously still appreciative because it's super hard to get in, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's, inc it's like 0 0.001, you know, yeah. and how many people apply. Yeah, right. Um, the Midwest won't be as competitive as the East, mm -hmm. you know, but still it's still, super, right. it's super difficult. And the second time I, I remember, I can't remember where I was for this one though, to be honest, I think I might've been, I think I was in quarantine. I think it was during safer at home okay. when I got the notification um, and I was sitting there and the people that lived above me who were supposed to be evicted were like it's crazy fucking shouting yeah. like heroin addicts breaking into all this shit like just <laughs> is it, it was like a cage no there's we're, no cage we don't have to get into that we <laughs> that was the basement up in the attic uh, there's like these cages that like <laughs> That like maybe they held people at some time. Wait, I don't know. I think yeah. I heard about this. I, I don't know how I heard about. Oh, it. I don't. I don't think I said anything about no, it. No, no. But someone told me. Did you? Wait, 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 wait. What? That people were like in cages at this party or something. No. What? Oh no. No, no definitely no, not. No, definitely no. not. No, like up in my attic. Not to deter back, but I had these crazy people living above me. Like it's just psycho, dude. Yeah. Like two kids were involved. They're supposed to be evicted. They got squatter rights because they're safer at home. There was like what? yeah, and the dude was like 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 would overdose twice up in the motherfucker like Jeez. it was just a gnarly and i was wow. trapped with those people yeah. uh, living above me yeah. their little kid like n nothing was monitored like yeah. the dudes that moved in there now told me like horror stories of what it looked like dude like when they I, moved in when they when the new guys moved in yeah, after yeah, they yeah. finally got evicted yeah. wow. and it sucks like no one should get evicted but it's no. like you know it was it was gnarly dude yeah. like gnarly and like and I caught the dude like down there. He's with, with, you know, with his like freaking. I've seen some crazy shit, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm not like, oh my god, right. you know. I'm not like, whoa, that's. Cr I remember, you know, I've got yeah, bent, bent spoon, like yeah. a burnt spoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of like looked like, oh shit, okay, we gotta, you know. And like also they were screaming all day, and their little kid, who lived above me, yeah, 
Like I swear she was throwing a fucking bowling ball at my f- at my ceiling every day, all day. What's with that? Why are upstairs neighbors always know. like They're always tap dance always and like nuts. have bowling alleys in their house yeah. and stuff? That's really sad though that they had children. It was horrible, and, and I didn't spoons everywhere. And I d- and I didn't know what to do. And like, cause the dude like near in the end was like, it, it was it was just horrible, yeah. you know. And I think, and it was like, but the thing is though is I also know for a fact they didn't treat the kids good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like well, there was, there, was there was there was no cages. <laughs> That's in the attic. That's in like the weird attic. Oh, and they're okay, not cages. Okay. They hold like the furnace stuff. It's like oh, storage oh, or okay. something. <laughs> I know. I'm probably. I can guess who told you there were. Yeah, cages you know who told me that. Yeah, you know. Darkened minds, you know. <laughs> and I have one too. And like I initially thought there were cages yeah, as well. Yeah. When like the younger dude's like, "Dude, have you been in the attic?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No." He's like, "There's cages." And I'm like. It was like one of the young kids who moved upstairs, and I'm oh like, geez. "Bro, are you for real?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah. But so probably when I found out, reach back around. That was a crazy tangent. Um, reach back around to probably when I found out about mm-hmm. New American Pain second time. Um, my lamp was probably uh, shaking yeah. next to me. There was people hollering upstairs, like and I was dust just falling from <laughs> dust <laughs> falling yeah. down. Yeah. There's Pieces like of plaster, plaster, yeah. and yeah. I was just trying to be happy about yeah. it. <laughs> I was stoked though. The best out of a bad. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I like went and bought like a bottle of wine and just yeah. was like hell yeah. You know? How? And maybe you don't know, but how common is it for someone to get in twice? I don't I feel know. Like I, I mean, I, I don't read every single issue, mm-hmm. but that, it seems like I don't know. I know it's really uncommon mm-hmm. for the most part. I know I'm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know for a fact. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. Peter Brickman has been in. I think twice, two, three okay. times. Yeah. Uh, Richard Galling's been in a, a few times, a okay. couple. I don't think it's common. Okay. Um, I think it really, um, and sometimes it's weird when you get in, like you're paranoid that you're not in it. Really? You get, I get freaked out sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like people, I mean, it's a huge, it's a really important thing to be in it. And yeah. it's, it's awesome. Um, it always seemed like a benchmark benchmark thing to me, moment kinda, and yeah. it, it makes you feel really awesome and um, it's really important to have um, but it's like there is like a general nuance to it and like if you don't get in it's not like the end of the world mm-hmm. you know I feel like people can get kind of dogged on about it I mean obviously I'm speaking from my perspective mm-hmm. which is like I've been in it twice you know which is rad but I stayed fairly consistent and I also you can't apply directly after the year you got it okay. I'm pretty sure I think I waited two years mm-hmm. or something again to do it and I was like well I don't know but yeah definitely hype mode for sure yeah like it makes you feel stoked it makes you feel like you're doing good but then like as I was kind of saying about like thinking you don't get in like I get paranoid like I have to like <laughs> double check like I like they've sent the email wrong or yeah like or i like, don't know yeah. like i get super worried about yeah, it yeah. like i i'm just a, a nervous person mm-hmm. person i don't believe things you know like sometimes i'm like no way you know because it, it is as you said it is like kind of it is rare you yeah. know but it's also i feel like it's not like an end-all be-all you yeah. know i mean yeah. it's rad i mean i've was in an online show with steven zavitis gallery mm-hmm. um with a lot of people i admired that was um, in 2020. That was this yep, year. This yeah. was this year. Yep. And I was really stoked on that. And um, so, and like also like too, it's like, you never know. There could be, you could be selected for the jurors, mm-hmm. be selected for the editors, you know? Yeah. Um, like sometimes depending, uh, 
new american paintings like some people will say that it's just like uh, flavor of the month stuff but uh, mm. it really depends on how you look at it i think those people are maybe negative yeah you know? salty yeah it's like yeah. who knows you yeah. know but it's yeah. rad well like and, it. and not that you need it but it's certainly um you know validation mm-hmm. um that you're on uh at least uh currently you know the right path yeah um you take it home with the parents yeah. for sure right <laughs> yeah and you get like the physical yeah you know addition i'm excited too because um i think with the show with the alice wilds mm-hmm. i think how i developed i mean i developed uh uh legs and sprints you know and mm-hmm. as a person as a maker um i had to go through a lot of crazy shit while making that stuff making that show and like um monetarily mm-hmm. i didn't benefit too much from that show mm-hmm. so the work that i made for the show are all the ones i'm almost positive that will be in the new american paintings okay so i was hyped in regard to the fact that they found something that can solidify their time in history other than that show you know oh the paintings okay. the paintings okay. you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. even if they yeah. don't i mean some of them now are off in places i will never go to mm-hmm. like i like just stuff with they're they're all around right now <laughs> and like um and hopefully you know my babies come home at yeah. some point but, or or they stay in another home i don't know yeah but um they, they f- i think it's cool that they have their own thing mm-hmm. to them you know especially since they're made in a specific period of my life mm-hmm. um but yeah so that makes sense i have two questions and maybe these are dumb questions no dumb Amateur questions, questions are a thing <laughs> um one how are you sending the work to these, uh, you know, new yeah. American paintings? Okay, so you're sending that in. I'm applying, yeah. Okay. All blind. Okay. So and I dig that. I dig blind applications. Mm-hmm. I primarily like to do it like that. Yeah, it's all application stuff. So, other than some the thing that I did in New York, um, recently, which I was contacted, but everything, mass majority of my CV, I will say I applied for. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, a lot of those early publication stuff, all a- applications, um, a lot of the curatorial, some of them, probably like a handful where people asked me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then second question, the virtual show. Mm-hmm. How, how does that exactly work? I mean, um, um, so I was in two. Okay. 2020. Uh, one was two painters to paintings, which is like kind of like an online art blog by top top. It's kind of funny. It's like top is that top. Joshua Ablo. I don't know. No. I don't oh know. no, he did uh, art blog, art blog. I think. Art blog. I think yeah. Shane put me onto that. Yeah, there's two painters to paintings, and they uh, they do an open call for uh, a juror, which is Steve Turner, from uh, Steve Turner LA and out in LA. Okay. And um, so it depends. So online, sh- and then I was in the Stevens Avitis one, which yeah. was kind of like a COVID nineteen relief. Thing. So you could choose to, um, they found artists that they felt like they could curate in an online format. Um, and I was selected with a lot of people that I really respect. It was a very large group show okay. um, online, obviously. Um, I feel like it can go in two different ways. So that you can create the virtual exhibition like we see at VAR West mm-hmm. does a lot of those. Or VAR West has been pretty important here in Milwaukee. To, or VAR Gallery, I shouldn't say just VAR West because that's one area. But VAR Gallery. Mm. Um has done where you click and you go through the virtual exhibition, you move through it and all that stuff. Um, or it's just really kind of online, you know, you just go to it. Not like a forum per se, but okay. like, it's just kind of like Nicholas Perry and then mm-hmm. click my name and then there's the work. There's maybe a statement. I don't think there's a statement cor- uh, with 
correlated with the Steven Zavitas one. Okay. But that was also one, too, because it was all new American Paintings alumni mm -hmm. that were in it prior oh, in the past. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's where it came from. And um, and it was like kind of like during these times, you know, they want to provide um, a platform for people to hopefully sell work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about artist statements? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I mean, I, I'm, I would, they're a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. So they can help the work. Right. Or they can make it so you just kill the work right there and then, mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, you if can, it's like poorly written, poorly written or just doesn't relate to the work. Yeah. I feel like um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't write good artist statements half the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're always developing every every time I write artist statements, always different mm -hmm. with iterations of what I wrote before. Oop, I'm sorry. I just kicked you. <laughs> 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 but um, um but like they always change and i feel like sometimes people try to tell you too much mm -hmm. i think uh the power of an artist statement is similar to what i was saying earlier about the tiles it's a gentle nudge mm -hmm. it's really laying out the groundwork yeah for entry into the work um uh other than i like i feel like viewers don't want to be told what to think for the mm -hmm. most part yeah. you know i mean that's the beauty of looking at a work of art even if it's not a painting, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it's about the experience and if your art, artist statement is able to um, work cohesively with what your work is about in a good way, then they're fabulous. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, if you, if you, if it's just badly written just, or not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a good writer by mm -hmm. any means, you know, mm -hmm. but if it's like, it was just badly written or doesn't make sense or it's like it's like trying to tell you that uh like an apple's a duck you know yeah, like yeah, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense <laughs> it's like like if you're making still lifes of apples mm -hmm. and um you're trying to talk about the existential crisis of the world mm -hmm. or your existential crisis of the yeah. world but you're painting like a table of apples it's really just a still life of apples yeah, yeah. then it's like then it becomes like you know, depends too much, like too much. I prefer yeah. just to talk to people about the work. Yeah. And that's something I'm honestly working on myself, yeah. you know, which is just I, how development goes along. Oh, along. Sorry. I am so fidgety. <laughs> oh, it's okay. No worries. Um, so then you want to talk about the solo shows? Sure. All right. Um, so in 2018, you had the show true story at mm -hmm. Oaks gallery. I actually have a funny story what? about that night. So um, I went to that show with Rachel Horvath, mm -hmm. and I was waiting for her to pick me up, and a woman was walking around with uh, one of those carts yeah, full of bouquets of flowers. Oh, that's awesome. And she's like, you want one? And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I took one, and then we get to the show, and I was just giving flowers out because I was like, I don't want to hang I on to these. I remember you talking yeah. about Yeah, I was like, I don't want to hang on to these. And uh, I bumped into Emily there, and I hadn't seen her in a few months. And then she mentioned something about her job, and I jokingly was like, oh, can you get me a job? And then I didn't even remember saying that. And then, like, later on, she texted me, and she's like, do you still need a job? And I was <laughs> like, oh, are you serious? And then uh, and I started working at that job. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, we won't name any names of <laughs> where, but, um, yeah, uh, that was such a weird turn of events. But then the job that I had right before Corona, yeah, um, 
that job Emily got me led me into that job. Oh. So it was like all that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gone. Hell to yeah. Uh, true story that night. <laughs> yeah, um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was weird turn of events. Um, but so is it? I mean, and then you had the show at um, Alice Wilde's 2019 mm-hmm. by themselves. Um, I know times are different right now, but in terms of like, you know, 2020 versus like 1940 mm-hmm. um i like i'm into like a lot of the old like old artists yeah, yeah i remember totally. hearing like a interview with uh barnett newman and he said that oh he, yeah he had his first solo show when he was like in his 40s yep and so i was wondering he's like sipping that glass of water yeah in that yeah, video. yeah yeah painter's painting and he's breathing right? like <laughs> <laughs> like he totally has lung cancer yeah right they all have cigarettes it's like whoa um now is it common for someone your age to have two solo shows under your belt i think well if you look at um the situation so true story came from after school special okay um that was um you had to be voted Mm -hmm. for that so that was chosen by the people Mm -hmm. right (laughs) (laughs) like that was um and then i basically if you're like runner up instead of getting the money Mm -hmm. for the after school special it's the grilled cheese grant Oh, um, to name it so if you're a runner up you get the solo exhibition and hoax gallery with matt Mm -hmm. um and then they all set it up um so i feel like that just kind of that one maybe just came if you just want to apply right Mm -hmm. if you want to give yourself the opportunity um the one with alice wilds i knew about that for a very long time Mm -hmm. i knew about that um a semester before i graduated Mm because i hit the ground running Mm -hmm. i've graduated almost didn't (laughs) 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 i hate you astronomy 101 (laughs) do you remember who you had I don't know. No, okay. I think it was some British dude. Oh. And he said it was easy. He lied to me. That class was tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I graduated. I'm all good. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, so I hit the ground running. That one. I mean, I that one came from happenstance too. I worked at Brugger's Bagels. I'll never forget. Never forget. I used to always see you in there. That was my Cinnamon, spot. Cinnamon, strawberry, yeah. blueberry, strawberry, baby. I don't know how I remember you that. You knew my order, yeah. yeah. And I think you only Rest came in, in like once. I remember seeing you in there a few times. There were some times when you would take my order, and then sometimes I remember you were like mopping or sweeping. Yeah. But, um, man, there were some cool people, at least, you know, from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. There were cool people who worked there. Yeah, and then, um, so, John Sobacek, mm-hmm. um, who is the owner of the Alice, mm-hmm. went there every morning, right? Oh, okay. And so I didn't even know he had any affiliation with the arts. Mm-hmm. He may tell this story differently, and I know he will. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know he had any affiliation with the arts, and I really just was smoking cigarettes outside with him, just shooting the shit. And then, mm-hmm. like, he tells the story differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I showed him one of my works. And that we just developed, like, a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we um, had a – I set up – so I set up the um, student visit. So it's really, once again, it's – not necessarily happenstance that I got this, the two solo exhibitions. Mm-hmm. It's from my own application, you know, mm-hmm. being like, all right, let's set this up. Let's get the rolling and mm-hmm. believing in my work, yeah. you know, and where my work can go, I hope. And um, yeah, what's that? We always talk about that one quote. What is it? Luck is when preparation means opportunity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're prepared and exactly. it happened and that's, you know. Exactly. So. And so I saw the Stu visit. I remember he kind of uh, vaguely, he was looking at like, the drawings or something he's like yeah we should use this for your solo exhibition and then i was like oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know and i was a junior so i knew about that for a while yeah i was l- i was later on in second semester junior 
mm-hmm. and then I still had a whole senior and a whole extra semester. Yeah. So I knew about it for a while, and I, it was always in the back of my mind, but it really came from just being friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I f- sometimes, I mean, depending, I feel like people will get too caught up on, like, the person mm-hmm. or the imagined person that they think people are, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just knowing that we're all just humans. And you can really approach anybody. Just mm-hmm. be a good person, you know? I think people recognize when you're trying to get something from them right yeah and yeah. i think if you just remain a generally open person make the good work whatever good work means i don't know like yeah. i still don't know yeah. you know but um if you i'd just, like give an idea <laughs> maybe but i um i just think if you do that and you believe in yourself it's like just treat everyone like and i feel like good things will come you know mm-hmm. and after school special thankfully for their program with the grilled cheese grant it's mm-hmm. great what they were doing and, yeah. and that they still are doing and what that group of individuals do uh provided me with the opportunity and i applied and then just with the solo exhibition with alice just i you know i worked my ass off mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and just developed a relationship with john mm-hmm. you know wow yeah i mean that is kind of you know in art it's a lot of connections, a lot mm-hmm. about who you know, a lot of, um, you know. And just being decent. Yeah, you know? totally. Just yeah, people like will see through. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Fakery. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, bullshit. Like, if I'm tugging on, if I'm at a show and I see Aiden, I don't know who Aiden is, and I, but I know he runs a podcast, I'm tugging on his shoulder, yeah. like, hey, man, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't make you want to work with me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, or if I you still would, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy creeped me out so bad I had to bring him on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Public shaming. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense, though. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah. very early in my career. If you think about it, totally, like, yeah. super oh, yeah, early. Sure. I mean, yeah. age-wise, so yeah. like I can't really speak about like. I, c- I mean, I can give advice to an extent, mm-hmm. but I can't be like, oh, I'm this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because I'm not. I would be lying to myself mm-hmm. if I thought thought like I was like, you know, oh, yeah, I can, you know. But I suppose like in your own like peer group, mm-hmm. not to compare yourself to anybody else because we don't like to compare. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. at artists we know. But, um, you know, I mean, for, for someone your age, I think it's absolutely, for, in my perspective, perspective at least um, it's a special situation yeah for totally, sure. totally. And, I, and i think that's why you might hear me kind of ramble about my backstory about how i came to appleton is um or how i came to appleton what happened in illinois or all this crazy shit that it's happened to me mm-hmm. it's like it just feel it's a constant reminder that i'm i was not to be like so heady but like not that i was in a way like born for this mm-hmm. you know and i don't like it saying makes sense. that no I, I feel i know what you mean yeah, yeah like i don't that. i don't like phrasing like that but it's like everything has kind of happened for a reason it's a constant reminder to keep mm-hmm. going no matter how much life wants to tell me not to mm-hmm. and as much lingering loan debt hangs over my head right you know <laughs> yeah tells me we're gonna get out of it one day we'll get out of it <laughs> and i'm just gonna like change my name yeah like, right yeah i'm, like, going to I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna like make paintings of pheasants. Like I'm just gonna like hide low kilter. You'll know it's me. Yeah. But in reality, I'm just making old world paintings of like right. birds, like uh, in like the zoo, old zoo encyclopedias. Yeah. I'm like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, we'll. Uh, um, heads will roll. With Fred Stonehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? It's fun. How did you had that it's opportunity? <laughs> I was sweating so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was in September or August? Late September. Late I September. Think. Um, I think. 
That was moderated by Shane McAdams. Shane McAdams. Shane McAdams. Yep. Shout out to Shane yeah. McAdams. Shout when are you going to have McAdams. us in the Shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did that, how the opportunity It was about? cool. I think it's just, um, I think the general idea for that talk was, uh, it was a generational gap, right? Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yeah. And molding it through conversation to create a general um, conversation about it. So Stonehouse went to school and I don't, I don't want to say the wrong time, <laughs> right? Um, but he no went, disrespect. him and John Sobachek went to school together. Okay. I don't know if anyone knew that. They both did. They actually went out to New York together. They've been longtime friends for mm-hmm. a long time. And so you'll take someone like that and then you take someone like me who's 25 years old mm-hmm. and kind of see if there's similarities, but there's also distinct differences in how they view uh, the gathering of information. Mm-hmm. Um, how they view health. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Were you there? Were you there for that one? I, I can't had remember. to work that day. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, I, I wanted ran- to be there. I rambled a lot. Yeah. My face was so red. Really? But yeah, it was bad. But um, he uh, but I think there's like just two different perspectives and how to mold it and still see similarities. I think that was the big takeaway from mm-hmm. it. And also, I've known about his work for a while, right? He's kind of like that, like the Wisconsin. Yeah, original, kind of like a you know, staple sort yeah. of the area for sure. Absolutely, and he, um, really c- cool dude, really mm-hmm. open, um, and it was cool to see in minute ways how similar and different it was for two painters of two totally different age, yeah, um, areas, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, like yeah, talk yeah, together. Yeah. But also, I think it b- brings back the timelessness of painting and the timelessness of art is that there can be. Uh, age gaps mm-hmm. between who's making it yeah. but the consistency of the medium through time specifically painting mm-hmm. still has a way to um, navigate its whole way through each generation yeah you know wow i wish i could have been there i really do <laughs> it was I, cool i can't I re- re- it was a blur <laughs> i will say i was <laughs> chugging was topa chico like nobody's <laughs> business okay <laughs> interview on pause <laughs> We're going to have the bubbly water conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. I am drinking one right now. Okay, but not that bubbly. Okay. I should just say sparkling water. Okay. okay. Sparkling water hierarchy. Okay. Top three. Oh, go. God. Uh, I mean, definitely LaCroix is my top one. Okay, which flavor? The people will need to know. What's your uh, preferred? Passion fruit. Really? Yeah, passion fruit. Or people are going to tell me I'm a serial killer. The blue one, plain. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm, I should name names. Your roommate converted me <laughs> to the blue one. It's great. I used to be a key lime type of dude. And key then he was like, yeah. you know, blue is the best. And I was like, you're insane. And then I tried it and I'm like, that's makes the sense. only one I buy but now. It yeah, makes it's sense. a blue one. Yep. Can um, we all agree, though, that there's a LaCroix for every mood? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, sometimes I'm feeling a lime. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm feeling a limoncello. How do you feel about hibiscus? Not Never had me. that one before. It's it's very floral. Is Not it really? <laughs> yeah. What about the pastique? I don't like that That's one. That's what the watermelon. Past- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. You know, I only had it room temp. Awful. And then our intern was like, <laughs> "You need to drink it chilled." We have an intern. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank it chilled. And it changed. I mean, it was it yeah. was delicious. Yeah. Super I, good. I'm probably just in general, I don't really I don't really go to around too much but it's really just bubbly grapefruit or passion fruit LaCroix or blue LaCroix okay. 
For you like part. Pellegrino, Perrier. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you ever had Waterloo? No. Why does it smell? No. The grape oh, Waterloo? I feel like I know exactly. No. It's unreal. Where'd you get that? Wisconsin <laughs> Dells or something? No, Where you're no. in, like, Indiana? Where no, do you get Waterloo? It's here. I, think I like it's what polar. What kind of off-brand? Polar's good. Polar's good. Polar's good. Yeah, Polar's Shane good. gave us a Polar at the crib when we recorded with Polar's him. Polar's in my top. That was the first time I had a Polar. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I was very happy with it. Um, all right, back to your, you were, it was a blur because you were chugging Topo Chico. Oh, yeah. It was just, a, I was just, oh, that was it. <laughs> I'm, I'm that, that's why, like, the bubbly's good, right? Yeah. It's like nervous, like, just bubbles feel good, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they'll, like, act up my IBS, but mm-hmm. depends. I can't do it right in the morning. Sometimes that feels good, though. <laughs> not, not, bubbles in the morning or the, not regarding the bubbles and then the IBS, yeah, yeah, yeah. but more so, uh, just like if you just chug like a Lacroix in the morning, Doesn't it like burn? Cool, cools your whole tummy. That'll wake you up. I feel like yeah. my feels throat good. is just like shredded after that. <laughs> How cold <laughs> is? If it's really cold, it could shred. Yeah. I, well, but even like uh, the bubbles just like you know popping in my. I mean, I yeah. don't want to. This sounds weird. Um, Speaking of which, I think the inevitable is happening right now. I have to pee. I still got questions. Of course, you want to run, but yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that we don't have to cut it here. You can, uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, for running, sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna we'll talk about sure. bubbly we'll water. Just, we'll chop, we'll chop it up. I'm gonna be super minutes. quick. Yeah. I have like a whole liter of water and a bubbly in my system. No worries. And no I've been worries. like, the, I've been holding in for 30 minutes. Everybody. Oh, no, you're oh, good. Oh, oh, good yeah, probably please, not 30 minutes. That's please relieve yourself. I'll be right back. All right, all right. I told you it was gonna happen. I told you. Oh, good. Intermission, folks. What are we at? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought so. Um, um, maybe we should do that. You know, we have to do the Ben and Jerry's ice cream taste. Yes, test. everyone. The Ben and Jerry's ice cream test Coming is on soon. the way. The, we could record the hot chip challenge. Yeah, let's do that too. And I think we now need to do a bubbly water taste test. We need to just get like 10 different types of sparkling water. Maybe more. Maybe more. Um, we can bring Nick back. But we need, yeah, let's have Nick for that one. Or, you know, any sparkling water connoisseur. Yeah, maybe Shane. Um, Shane, Steph, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's an art to be able to uh, discern bubbly water. Maybe the chip test is not appropriate. That's but more of us just suffering yeah. for your enjoyment. But the Ben and Jerry's, I think. The fans have been long awaiting. I've been compiling information on the on the whole same. Ben and and everyone I've talked to, no, 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 all no, no, said no. that <laughs> half baked was the nope, superior. Nope. nope. Was the uh, nope. the preferred ice cream. Don't worry, I'll bring. Let's weigh I'll bring in my informa- Let's okay, weigh in right, with uh, right. Mr. Perry himself. <laughs> Nick's back. All right, we were just chopping it up oh. talking about Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we'll post a little, you know, funny thing on uh, on uh, Instagram. Yeah. You know, which flavor Ben and Jerry's? You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, if if you had to pick, wait, wait don't wait. give him any no, options no, no. yet. Wait. Let him pick his favorite first. All right, that's fair. Wherever's the chocolate? This, I honestly, ha- like, 
I've had Ben and Jerry's a couple of times, mm-hmm. but not enough for me to remember the flavors. Okay, so so, so if you give we're gonna do the out, we're gonna do the chocolate, chocolate ones. Okay, all right, we're okay. gonna do the chocolate right. ones. We're gonna leave out the there's, fruit. There's one specific one that I know. It's just like the it's like fudge and it's dark chocolate. Uh, that might be the wait. chocolate overload. Oh no! Is there cookie dough pieces in it? No. Okay. It's kind of like mousse, like mousse ice cream, mousse tracks. Mousse tracks. Okay. Is it dark chocolate? No marshmallow. Okay. Marshmallow and ice cream is disgusting, right? Yeah, I don't like that. No. Yeah, me either. Okay, you are pandering <laughs> so bad right now. Um, um. Okay. I mean, if you don't know Ben and Jerry's that yeah. well, then you know we don't have to do this right now. But, um, ugh, fish food, which yeah. always loses the polls. It was never in the polls. Oh, well, it would always lose the polls. Fish food has marshmallows mm-hmm. and like a fish flavored thing. But, fish flavored? But, no, uh, it's not half fish baked, That's fucked up. Half, it's not half, fish flavored. Hold on. Half baked <laughs> is, is, uh, is uh, vanilla I'll ice cream. Is vanilla ice cream with brownie chunks and cookie dough chunks. That sounds good. It's the best. Chocolate ben ice cream and Jerry's. with chocolate fish. They're not Tastes flavored like, like fish. Tuna, they're chocolate, and it's got marshmallow. Marsh- <laughs> but it does have marshmallow swirl. It's, it's marshmallows. It's marshmallows <laughs> and tuna. Swirl maybe kind of changes. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. No, because it's wait. swirled in there. It's Thank not like you. marshmallow. Wait, it's like, not no. just like it's. It's essentially if you ate tuna with marshmallows oh, and a little chocolate drizzled. That's probably close to what it's. I've never put that atrocity in my mouth, but <laughs> those who have probably can attest. Not great. You know, except if you have a bias because you you affiliate yourself with a band that is affiliated with the ice cream. <laughs> mm. Well, just a fan. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Anywhere. What? Dude, I just can't even. I like pistachio ice cream. Pistachio is good. Your take on ice cream. Jenny's makes a pistachio and honey, which Jenny's. I haven't tried. Ooh. Have you had Jenny's? No. Probably the best ice cream I've ever had. I'm honestly too not. I'm not too much of a sweet person. Okay. See, and I don't even really like ice cream like that. Yeah. But Jenny's is different. So anyway, we're gonna have you back for our water taste test at some point. You if, should. If yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, and if uh, if your roommate wants to join too, since yeah. he was responsible for converting me to the psychopath Lacroix. <laughs> People just say it's like if you drink the blue Lacroix, you eat toothpaste. <laughs> that's I what if you never heard that. If you the Google it, like that's the that's like the stigma behind it that you like that's bizarre, have no taste or something. The blue Lacroix tastes like it like it's just pure. If Isn't I picture candy in my head, it tastes like candy. Yeah, it's just like you're a little bit you're downing really. it. Yeah, you know you, you people want to t- taste toothpaste. Yeah, I don't want to taste. That. I want to taste pure. Here, just it goes right through you. It feels good, like compared to the other Lacroix, because I think like the flavors override the experience, right? Mm-hmm. When you have the pure Lacroix, and you're just like down in it, you get that like it's just you in the bubbles. You in the bubbles. You in the bubbles. No flavor, no mm-hmm. nothing else. Just you, you know, with your work. It's you in the in exactly. The wow, pure Lacroix. It's you in the bubbles. <laughs> you know, same thing. It's <laughs> a great segue. Um. So what do you uh, what are you working on right now? I know we've talked about it countless times. Yeah. Um, if you wanna. Yeah. So right now, um, I'm definitely still continuing uh, uh, the portraiture work mm-hmm. for sure, just because it just still feels fresh to me. Like it really does. I mm-hmm. mean, you can look behind you like the other variations. I still feel like I can create different variations within the same composition, and with still 
uh, challenging myself each time I make uh, in the work. And as I said before, I like I like making each painting its own unique thing. Mm -hmm. There may be reiterations of one in the past, but mm -hmm. I I distinctly try to make each painting um, one where it's there's something or the mass majority of it is something I've never done before. Mm -hmm. So it's scary and you know uh, anxiety driven and um, fun and challenging. And so I'll probably just keep continuing these works. Um, when I got done uh, with my show of the Alice, I went on a, this is a hiatus for like mental health and mm -hmm. I was burnt out. Like yeah. I was, I was done. I, Jenna kind of mentioned the same thing. Is that common after a show I feel like because of is. the constant work? You just kind of yeah. take a little sabbatical. I feel like it is. And I, I just got done with college mm -hmm. and then I went directly into making yeah. a solo show. And then while making the solo show, like my personal life was just like gnarly. Like I'm not going to get too much into it, but it was for some reason I, <laughs> Not to go on another tangent, but I feel like anytime any time something good happens, I don't know if I have like an angel on my back that's just trying to like moralize me. Yeah. You know, anytime something good happens, someone dies or gets injured. Yeah. Like it ha happens oh, every no. time. Oh, it happens. No more good things. Uh, happens. <laughs> no, I know. But like, no not not to be like weird, you know. Yeah. But it's just it's so consistent. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I can I talk so commonly about it, but it's just like whatever, you know. And so I was like burnt out. Yeah. You know, so I went on hiatus, and I was work. I was still working, working on these drawings, that were prepped, and then you know, COVID, and then fear yeah. and yeah. fear and um, right wingers scaring the shit out of me, <laughs> and and just the uh, whatever. Ooh. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. January, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's only maybe gonna get worse. But like. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and so I just continue this stuff. I think yeah. the big reason too with that painting called Sleeping that I recently posted is um, I wanted to work on something for 2020 uh, that took a lot of time. I had to be really patient with. I had to not, I had to teach myself multiple uh, means of mixing different colors, uh, challenge myself in a sense. And as I spoke earlier, everything that painting is like kind of one shot, like really controlled and very... Um, not muddled with it all, you know, other than in areas that required to be volumized because they're just realistic looking. Um, and so I kind of want to like keep regarding what I'm going to keep working on is just that, I think, as an idea as a maker, just um, not obviously take forever to make something, but try to find calm when making the work. Yeah. And, and um, I think right now it's that that's the biggest place of peace. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I do tendency have a tendency to work myself to death you know mm -hmm. like i don't really take days off mm -hmm. for the most part and when i do I you're here on thanksgiving yeah. yeah and even on the days off that I, in quotes yeah. i'm here you know because to me that's a day off in quotes from making direct money right you know and coming here and working on what my real job is yeah. Yeah. that's what i consider this to be is my real job yeah as much as things may want to pull me away you know i still have to consistently look at it like this and um I'm not, I'm not like a crazy, like get here at nine, work mm -hmm. here till five. You know, it's like I workaholic. Like, you know, like I am in a sense, definitely a workaholic, oh, oh, oh. but in the way of like, I'm, I'm not going to like make it where I'm like home at six. I get home late, you know, oh, okay, okay. like I'm not yeah. so much to where I want to make it so directly a job, you yeah, know, yeah. in the sense of the feeling, but I definitely treat it like that. But that's just really, it. I mean, I, I just want to keep learning from the paintings and I already could tell when I made this one, uh, it, gave me a certain level of confidence once again in myself and that I can take uh, time and not feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. You know, there is like, right, that idea of hustle culture. Mm -hmm. 
that um, is can be become really toxic and eat at your brain for sure and make you feel like you're up against people or up against yourself constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. and in route you're not up against anybody I mean you are in a sense uh-huh. um, because uh, Brian Alfred actually on a sound of vision I can't remember the exact episode but it's something I always remember is he said um, where I, I'm not I'm, this isn't verbatim how I'm quoting this but he said um, no matter like there's always someone there that wants it like more than you yeah you know that is working 110 percent that is doing that and I think that's really a good thing to live by but it also can burnouts real and I can speak directly from experience how real it is and how much it can really fuck your brain yeah. up. Like where you're like, when it, a human brain can only take so much, yeah. you know, it really can. And so I'm just trying to use the paintings as a way to tr- teach me, you know, come on, you know, calm mm-hmm. down. Let's just do the work, let it ride. And then I'll get like a email or something. Yeah. Let's, let's go, you know, then there's a show, you know, and I think it's good that, um, the paintings are happening fluidly. The second one, I painted that background like yesterday mm-hmm. and I did the other stuff before you guys got here. So it feels good. Yeah. You know, I just, I can tell and it's good. Like, I don't think people know. I mean, everyone knows, you know, we're, we, we're the generation that's really f- super focused on mental health, mm-hmm. you know, and we're really yeah. aware of it and how much it impacts us. But, um, when it hits, it hits and it's real. Yeah, it really does. And then you feel bad for some reason and I'm not validating or I'm turning this into like, Oh, I took time off after my show, mm-hmm. you know, cause I still was working, but, um, I would, I realize, I mean, it's some serious shit mm-hmm. when burnout hits, you well, know? And sometimes it's nice to just not, not only step away from the mental health aspect, but it almost, uh, relights that flame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your passion. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You, know, you might be looking at a painting or writing a song or whatever. And then, you, you get stuck and then you come back and you're like, Oh, that's it. Yep. Yeah. You got fresh. fresh eyes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. And yeah. then, and you feel it when you're, when you're like working on the guitar, I don't know what musician or uh, uh, what I drum so drum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. So like I, I can just I'm like doing it. Did you see me do that for a second? I was like trying to, for all the people that can't see me when he said he was a drummer, I started drumming my hands in the air, trying to think about drumming. But, um, because I was just trying to, I yeah. was like, you know, a lot of my friends are, a lot of my friends are musicians. Okay, so yeah. like, um, anyways, but like there is like a, there is a freshness. You can feel it, but yeah. there's also like a scariness. Like it's like the riding the bike again feeling, starting over. you know, yeah. it feels like you're starting over, but you know, you still have what it has to come back, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, what do you listen to while you yeah, work besides the artists we know podcast? Yeah. Um, As we saw, because I, I I know that uh, there was one time I was in here either with Jordine or someone, and uh, we came down here and like it was music blasting, super loud. Yes, I don't. I try not to play it too loud anymore mm-hmm. because I feel like it's my neighbors notice. Oh. <laughs> I don't have to elaborate, but, um, uh, yeah. So I, I gone through a lot of faces. I used to, uh, listen to doom metal exclusively when I was working and I, now I feel like, um, I need to feel calm all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm almost exclusively like old country music okay. completely. Nice. That's it's, I grew up with it. Um, it calms me down. Uh, if you really focus on some of the narratives, they're metal as fuck. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, uh, the song Johnny paycheck, uh, not the, not the song. Jeez Louise. My brain's getting fried out here. But, um, the, uh, 
the musician Johnny Paycheck, mm-hmm. his background just as a musician's gnarly, but he has a song called Pardon Me, I Got Someone to Kill, which is Johnny he, Paycheck. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's at a bar and um, the narrative of the song. Yeah. And a lot of old country songs, if you really hone in, that's what I liked about them too, they take me away mm-hmm. from um, the painting. I really just focus on the music and it's calming and almost absurd that I'm making paintings while listening to that music sometimes. But because mm-hmm. um, it's not like that. You know, I'm not listening to like ambient and making experimental, you know, like I'm not, it's, it feels outside of what I'm doing and, and I just love it. And, um, but the, that song goes in the narrative of the guy sitting at a bar and he's talking to the bartender. He's like, pardon me, I gotta go. He basically telling the last person that he saw what he's going to go do. He's going to go shoot, uh, his wife, like cheated on him with like another guy and he's going to the house and he's going to like kill both of them and then shoot himself in the head. Like that's the end of that song, like it's like, dude, it's cheating. It's I don't condone shooting at all either. Shooting, cheating, uh, nothing bad. Yeah, Yeah. but it's like some of the some of the narratives are just like, whoa, what are I listening to? Yeah, what year is that? Oh shit, Uh, might be 1970. I can't remember. I I was gonna guess 70. (laughs) I don't know why. There's something like grimy about the 70s to yeah me. I, I mean there's another is. one by him and i don't listen to him exclusively i mainly listen to tom van zand on repeat mm-hmm. like over and over um and coulter wall sturger simpson cassie Galaza, and all them are really good those are like kind of newer people mm-hmm. doing it kind of carrying on the old tradition but um there's another one by him and he's all just a gnarly dude like maybe like people i'll say that i listen to him and someone be like well he's done this be like i'm sorry i didn't know mm-hmm. you know but like that's just life i guess but um he had one called apartment number nine which is you just get loaded every night and then yeah. you go to your shitty apartment number nine and it's just dark <laughs> and like no there's like a lyric and it's like no light will shine in apartment number nine you know like that's like that's heavy yeah <laughs> like that's it's, heavy. you know like uh, there's some crazy visuals to him and that's yeah that's what i listen to ex- <laughs> exclusively you know but yeah. um just like old country music yeah okay. yeah um you read a lot right not recently i'll be honest i've been fell off you know when you fall off the reading yeah i mean it's kind of like a i've been flow yeah you know it's like i'll be into reading and then i'll take some time off i'm very much like um right now at least just like a total like image junkie you know just totally just looking 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 which is also collecting yeah Yeah, which is generally it depends on like if i'm really working again in the studio i won't be reading as much sometimes Mm -hmm. because i'm just so focused and organizing the work Mm -hmm. and um trying to figure out um how to make them you know but Mm -hmm. i have been in the past yeah for sure um are there any books that have especially contributed to your practice besides uh Shane Walsh's coveted textbook. That I have that actually. <laughs> Me too. I here. think I think we're the only. We're the two only ones that have copies. There's three copies in existence. Hell yeah. I think Shane has one, unless Shane copied it, by now. But yeah, I got one. You got yeah, one. Yeah, I got one. That took a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, how long did it take you to scan that whole thing out? I cut I cut through some of the fluff, like the comic stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't. Oh, I scanned the whole thing. The whole yeah, nice. I scanned the whole thing. Nice. Um. A little over an hour, maybe. Remember, really? Yeah. I remember getting so stressed out. I don't know if I'm just techno technology like deficient or something, yeah. but, um, anyways, uh, oh, that's that's a really good question. That's kind of a hard one to answer. Yeah. You know, I think for me to be honest, like, um, like fiction, you know, more so than art related stuff. You, you know? know what? For what you are doing, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It just and also like, 
when I'm painting all day, like I, I don't necessarily want to go home and just read about painting sometimes, yeah. you know, I mean, I do to an extent. And also I think it's kind of the nice thing about like, even though I believe when you get out of school, you should still be educating yourself constantly, totally. you know, because you're not, you don't have that structure anymore, but I feel like it's kind of nice to like not have to. Yeah. Do it, you yeah. know, I, you know, if, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. But it's definitely good to detach every now yeah. and, you know, just to totally. like get, you know, again, come back with fresh eyes, yeah. come back with fresh yeah. everything. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it depends. That's a hard one to pin down. Yeah. I'll be totally honest yeah. because I just, um, reading is really important to me. Um, it makes me feel like a kid again, you know, mm -hmm. and it just like when you're all cozy then with the book, you know, it's mm -hmm. nice. And like, but then I go through phases where I'm just like on YouTube. Yeah. Like, you oh know, yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> going, just going into that YouTube K hole and you're yeah. just like, and, but then you come out of it and you're like, am I getting dumber? Yeah. You know? And you're like, yeah. wait, maybe I should. And then like you try to read again, your eyes are bumping around the page yeah. because yeah. You, your, your eyes have been just like, scrolling like, yeah and looking it's at crazy like videos yeah and stuff. yeah it's scary like yeah but yeah yeah i think that's well covers most everything nick perry i think this is the longest podcast we've done yeah, you might have so set far the yeah you set the record <laughs> um thank you for it's all my tangents i feel on. like they were all valid yeah yeah thank you so paint much a picture you know you painted a picture in this room I think you painted a lot of pictures for the listeners too hopefully yeah. so um, yeah thanks thank for you having yeah, us yeah thank, thank you guys for, for inviting me seriously yeah, of course of course well artists we know this is aiden this is kyle and this is nick thanks for listening we'll see you next time yeah, thank you have a good night guys